Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Preserve the underground. And it looks exactly Are you down like with the underground? The, the launch yeah. center that you see. It looks exactly like the launch see. center that you see at the beginning of War Games, where the the Can't two uh, what it is, G. the two Air Force guys are in there, and the one guy refuses to turn his key. Michael Madsen and that other guy. Yes. <laughs> one of Madsen's first films too. Mm-hmm. They're all a but, curious uh, bunch, aren't they? But yeah, you get to go, you know, down the elevator Embrace all the way down dude. to the. Uh, the launch control What's center. What's your name? Write to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually All right, pretty guys. Neat. Good night. Great night. <laughs> yeah, you thought two two episodes ago was a short ca- cast. This is welcome to That's Doom right. Shock. <laughs> we haven't had a short cast in a while. <laughs> that kind of was. It was about an uh, hour 28. It seemed like it was longer than that. Yeah, it did. It sure did. <laughs> <laughs> when he was That's editing, what uh, Torgo was like, it seemed like it was longer than this. It felt longer. still feels longer. That's what she said. <laughs> Within 20 seconds? Really? Well, it was Andy. Going the record. To go there. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I started it off about 10 minutes ago with a couple of those jokes. There so you go. It, 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 it was embedded in their brain. That's what she said. Yeah. Everyone, oh, everyone wants to hear. Jeff, everyone wants to see Jeff hit some zingers. Oh. Now you're just being provocative. <laughs> no, that's what really she don't. said. God damn it! <laughs> oh man, I went from the high of yay from Paul to a shake of the head, mm. a sorry shake of the head. How the mighty have fallen. That's how it goes, guys. <laughs> it can't all be gems, Paul. You're on top of the world in April. Shut down in May. <laughs> yeah, that makes you love April and call May a bitch. I've always loved May. April. Yeah, haven't that's all. why the lady is a tramp. Uh. Yeah, had the pawn part. She the gets too uh, hungry. He's going April tramp for dinner at eight. I don't know who he's calling. You got there, quarter pounder. I yeah. got a quarter pounder. It's gonna be great. Uh-huh. Got a sack of fries, and they're on the plate. Oh, that's not a sack of fries. You need to that's get a five guys for a sack of fries. Fuck that place is a train. <laughs> <laughs> why? why is your, what's your hate against Five Guys? Their fries are ass. And their burgers are mediocre. Well, don't order the ass fries. <laughs> mediocre. Yeah. And get the right toppings on your burger. Warf, blarf, glag. And you have to order the Thank Cajun you. fries. That's what you got to order. You're putting uh, the quarter pounder up here over anything else? Like, really? No. They're fried in peanut it's oil, open. Paul. It's open. Yeah, I don't like their fries. I don't like Five Guys fries. I don't like Five Guys burgers. I don't like Five Guys. Burk. Not the Five Guys. Not here. what it says on the restroom wall. Oh. <laughs> That's what you... Uh. <laughs> Welcome to Geek Shock number 372. I am Master Dorgo. Catch up packet. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check Dandy. May believe Matt. We're here to talk week and geek. Yeah. Yeah, gentlemen, I'm sure you got something you want to talk about. Well, actually, before really. we go I'm there, I just, before you go there, I love Paul mentioning catch up. I love Paul pack. too. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. We all do, except for that one guy. Not me. <laughs> not, <laughs> me. Not me. <laughs> not Re- me. Paul, Paul remembers because we had a roommate, Lauren, 
a guy we we dearly love. I remember Lauren. Lauren was a bit anal retentive. No, he was, a, he was slightly OCD and well, very persnickety. He is a professional mime. Yeah, <laughs> professional, as in he makes money doing it, mm-hmm. teaching and everything. He you, even you does move commercials. He does and, movement yeah. uh, work. He went to Australia to do mocap. He's no joke. But he's also anal retentive, and. He inadvertently reduced me to literally fall on the floor laughing one day when he was telling me a story. This is when he and I were in L.A. He's washed his car. Now, Lauren, when he washes his car, it's pretty much self-detailing. He's got his he's got his uh, his chamois like towels. He gets the car hand washed. He dries it himself. And he was telling me he gets everything all set up and he got it all clean. He did the inside. He did the outside. He got all the streaks off. He got everything clean. It was shining. And he stepped after about an hour of getting his car done. He was stepping back to give it a final look and stepped on a ketchup pack. (laughs) it blasted all over his car now what you just described is a pretty good mime routine oh my god (laughs) and i he was because and it was so funny because the thrust of his story was actually i hate people who litter and who just can't throw things away because you know then you get things like ketchup packs lying on the the uh, parking lot and then he told me that story, the and deadly I deadly treachery. Oh my god! I fucking laughed face. until I cried because the I the thought of him just backing up to look at his car and just stepping on it and pff, fucking murdered me. That's great. I, and that story is literally decades old. I was sure there was the end with Paul somehow getting ketchup on his car. Yeah, Paul comes walking no. in the quarter pound. I don't eat in my car, fool. No, on his car. I wouldn't Lauren's do that to car? somebody. No. I don't eat in other people's car. No, but you probably dropped the ketchup packet when you <laughs> <laughs> right, right where Lauren washed his car. <laughs> no, I don't litter either. No, not intentionally. Not ever. It was it was <laughs> damn fun. You could I have fall, dropped it without knowing the trail it. Of you, you do carry bre- not in LA. ketchup packet. <laughs> huh? Follow the trail of you breadcrumb like from McDonald's. They gave me these ketchup. <laughs> oh, no, Andy, I didn't that's you. Oh yeah. Breadcrumbs, uh, powdered sugar. They know me now at that McDonald's. You know, the one time they asked me if I wanted ketchup, I said no, and then I got home, and there was literally a giant handful of ketchup in the bag. That's the McDonald's fuck you. That's what that is. (laughs) That was funny. One time, Lauren actually, he complained about getting ketchup packs that he didn't want. Come on. He actually- Did he take it back through the drive-thru? Yes, yes, he went back. He actually spent months collecting his packs. (laughs) He went back to- the, the, the McDonald's and he's like can I talk to your manager manager comes up and he goes this is how much unused ketchup you've given me over the past few months I just if you give it to someone else or whatever and of course you, you know can. It, can. you can't health you laws can't. you right. cannot do that exactly and it's not funny too because when I told him that I was like, dude, that's it, worse than touching the marker at Chipotle yeah, it, yeah. It, it, that went that went in the garbage as soon as you left. But he was all, well, I let them know how much they were wasting anyway. Yeah, the they, like, they, they learned, McDonald's learned not to waste. <laughs> the manager was like, who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. You know, Still probably done. talking about him to this day we're on done. some other McDonald's podcast. Goddamn ketchup mime. <laughs> fast, food, fast food places yeah, let's, don't, let's do don't that care. as a mime bit. <laughs> they don't care how many ketchup packets they give out until at the end of the month when you do inventory. Yeah, and really. then they care for like a day. How many did we give out? Well, we better order some more. 
<laughs> oh god! When I used to have to do inventory, Call the you have to, you used to, have to count sec. all of the fucking ketchup packets. Inventory and, anywhere ugh. sucks. Literally, you would have to spend a whole like two days doing inventory at the end of the month, punching problem, it in the computer. Problem with McDonald's inventories, you could never catch up. Oh! And then the the managers would go. We gave out how many packets of sweet sour sauce? How many packets of blah blah? And they're like. Okay, and then it's just like all that hard work was for nothing. Really? I yeah. I don't miss working for them at all. Fuck me. No, tell you what, me either. I had one job that I loved inventory. What was that? I was working at a bookstore. That was great. Oh, mm. That would be because you neat. got to poke and go. Oh, I forgot we had this. Set it aside. When did we get this book? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good inventory There's job. More dust. <sighs> <laughs> Except well, you have to inhale the dozen. Then you find all the books that the people who are doing yes. the unofficial layaway are like hiding. Oh, yeah. So they can come back months later and buy it, and maybe they never do or something. There, there's that, or just the people, of course, that you see in every retail that, you know, just, well, I'll just put this back don't, here. Don't yeah. give a fuck, yeah. yeah. Speaking that of layaway. Me off the grocery store when they, someone takes like a thing of chicken or beef or something, and they'll put them in a, I'm like, just, it's, you just wasted like two pounds of. Pot roast or something. That that really gets me. I'm that with you on that one. All right. I feel I feel on that one because that's a little critter that gave its life yeah. for nothing. Just to hang out in the cheese its for a while and yeah. go bad. Yeah. S- speaking of layaway, Kirsten, yeah. I, I was reading a, a fascinating article about uh, comic book stores and how they oh. are having difficulty with people picking up their, their pull lists. Yep. And they've kept Going it fairly forever. quiet for a long time. But just to our listeners out there, if you have pull lists and you keep them for longer than a month or two, call that comic book shop and release your comics because you're not going to pick it up. And, and it's just costing. Profusely. Yeah, it's costing them thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah. Not even release your comics. You're costing them a fuck ton with the orders that they put. Yeah, in yeah. we we had we had two guys at this one store I worked at in Chicago. They both had. When they moved, when their pull list moved into a second long box, uh-uh. the owner oh. of the store put down the hammer. Wow. Yeah, we had one guy who had a, his own filing cabinet drawer, but that was as yeah. far as it went. And these guys... I think, I think more and more are going to what Cosmic Comics is doing, where you can't have a pull box without attaching your credit card to it, and will automatically get swiped after that's, a certain amount of time. That's that a good sense. idea. I'd actually like that yeah. because yeah, they can't or you know they have certain amount of inventory in stock. Some of them are in boxes for pull lists, and they cannot physically order more inventory for people that maybe want this stuff because they have all of this yeah. on them. All so, right, so pick up your. So stuff. there's your PSA for the day, folks. Pick up your uh, stuff, man. Pick up your stuff, up or, stuff. or release it and let them sell pick it. Up your room. <laughs> there you go. I, I do have a few books in there, yeah. but they're all the same one. I don't do a pull list because it's just I'm also a finicky fuck. And it's like when you have those mid mid <laughs> mid series transitions where an artist is replaced. Or oh really? I will instantly just like I don't jump? like this anymore, and I don't want to do it. So I don't bother with pull lists because I just I'll pay the full price. Fuck it. Cause... See, I'm such a completionist; it makes me crazy. But I oh. fucking mm-hmm. I, I lost so many books when I went on the boats. Sure. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. I had my pulls; they just didn't get processed properly. I'm like, God damn it. Oh. There's some Futurama issues I'll never find for under three hundred dollars. But Ow. I never did pulls because I can't, I can't do issue to issue anymore. I used to be able to do that. I would, I would go in. I would always pick up my, you know, series of, you know, whatever it was I was collecting at that time. But now it's just like I 
I'm like, you know what? I'll wait a couple months and just get the trade. That way I have them all together in a single I'm down to very little. I think I... Ralph is kind enough to keep a box for me. All I get there is Trek. He just puts the Trek books aside. Uh. And I don't want to close that out because I've been with him for 20 years. Yeah. And it's sure. just kind of ridiculous. Have you have you ever bought one of uh, Daryl Skelton's pages? Because he's, you know, he was a Trek artist for yeah. for a while in the eighties, and he's I bought one of those for Jeff for his yeah. birthday. Yeah. I, I should get one of those. Um, I have that, but uh, and then I've got also a pull at uh, Maximum, but I only have Rick and Morty and Futurama. Oh, and Powers. I have every issue of Powers ever, but I'm mm-hmm. way behind on Powers too. I haven't read. <laughs> God, yeah, I'm, I'm so far behind on all my books. Yeah. I'm thinking I want to pick up, start reading the Darth Vader that you guys have been talking about. It's so good, you will love Dude, it. Dude, you will not regret it. You will not regret it. I, I'll. This is Kirsten's unconditional guarantee. Oh wow! You pick up that first trade, you will not regret. <laughs> it's it's that like good. it's worth anything, but it's so good. I just saw a trailer for the new TV series Powerless the other day. It actually uh, looks kind of cute. I thought it looked pretty bad. I thought it looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I, li- I was like, excited oh, somebody, about the idea. Somebody read Marvels. And got it wrong. Because <laughs> that's what that is. To me, it just seemed like the Q now works in the DC universe. That's, and I'm like, how far can you stretch that? Mm. I'll just wait for Red Letter Media to review it. <laughs> and then adopt their opinion regardless of what it is. Dead right. <laughs> I have to ask Matt. Shoot. How's your stomach feeling? Uh, I, I like how he's trying to figure out. Oh yeah. <laughs> How's your heart? How's, How's your stomach? heart? Matt? How's your heart today? <laughs> How's your heart? How's your butt feeling? Thumbs up. All right. Why? I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. <laughs> I have with me here Chipotle. I mean, a the pepper. You know it is. Yes, yes, that is a Carolina Reaper. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do Repeat this. Repeat that for the camera, my friend. This is the Carolina Reaper. Save that for some other time. That's the, the hottest that pepper. Get that out of here. Now. I forgot to ask for that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. I'm not going to ask you to eat it. Okay. All right. We're just going to dare you. Anal right. insertion I'm, I'm, is yeah, on the table. No, no, right. don't, don't, don't open it. Don't open it. It's going to so, pass through there so one way or this. another, though, though Paul. <laughs> if and when you decide you want to have this. Let you know. You let me know, all right? If you have it, this is what I recommend, all right? You just take a small little nibble, mm-hmm. all right? And, did, and don't swallow it. Just just keep it in your mouth until you want to get rid of it and just, you know, spit into some, some tissue or something. Yeah, you, Think of you, it as a first date. you got to yeah. give me some notice so I can have some heavy cream on standby. Wow, this is a filthy conversation. Mm. So, no, it, it, heavy cream counteracts oh, it takes at least five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jeff. I, I, <laughs> So here's the question. Do you think you're up for this next week? Should we prepare? Uh, you know He's up for this you now. Know you know, here, here's the thing. I'm not even going to make you have to make that decision. I just want you to know it's there okay. when you're feeling you're up to it. If you ever grow <laughs> the balls. <laughs> I say do it next week and tease it so people no, you ever no, no, grow no, no, the no, no, balls. No. The live show. The live show. Oh. Will that last till the live show? It's a oh, pepper. It's a dried it's, it's pepper. It's dried, yeah. It's, Absolutely. It'll last forever. Yeah, this is totally a live well, show. Well, that's thing, a good then. time to bring it up. And, and, a- April 1st. And to be fair, the the dried version is also... <laughs> You're on a roll. Go, go, go ahead, Jeffy. Jeff, you got to say, Jeff. 
On a roll. <laughs> April 1st, we are going to have our next Geek Shock Live. It is going to be at the Henderson Library. Once again, I can give you more time and specific details once that gets all hammered out for the Las Vegas Library Minicon. So if you joined us last time, you're welcome to join us again. It's going to be free to the public. So, wow, saving this for the Minicon is a fine idea. Let's do it. I love it. Unless the Minicon bans us for doing dangerous (laughs) tricks. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Once I got a hold of this, I did a lot... I did a lot of research. This, this, even if you swallow a whole one, it is not going to damage you in any way. All right, it's probably not going to be fun going out the other end when it come, oh, time yeah. comes. We don't have to Can we do that during the live show? <laughs> That's like a famous Paul. I think the, the library toilet. will be okay as long as we give the you know, don't try this at home. Certainly, you know. Oh yeah, disclaimer. We, we, we will instead. inform what the Carolina Reaper is. This is an educational bit. Yeah, yeah. we're going to turn that into aerosol and spritz it into people's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is perfectly safe to ingest. It's just uncomfortable. Not, yeah, thank you. It's just uncomfortable. Mm. Highly so, uncomfortable, from what I've read. If you would like to see, believe <laughs> Matt, have a bit of Carolina Reaper. Join us in the live show, April 1st at the Las there Vegas Minicon. Nice tease. Oh, what's wrong? I said, oh, I had that Chilean insanity pepper. <laughs> uh, where did you get that? Did you pick it up? Or This someone? was given to me by a co-worker okay. uh, named Mark. Works with me at the bar that I work at. Okay. And uh, he uses these for infusions. I will say during the time at the bar, I did have a customer request their Bloody Mary be made with this. Really? And he came back for it again the next day. What? Wow. Now, keep in mind, this is a dried pepper. Yes. So it's not heavy in the oils. Right. This is not as strong as a fresh Carolina Reaper. Yes. And I mean, I've I've had ghost pepper. (laughs) That's fine. I've had ghost pepper uh, Bloody Marys, and they're very tasty, but they're very spicy. Yes. So this is way spicier than a ghost pepper. I watched my two coworkers have a little bit of this as well. So I've seen people react to it okay so but, but okay. you weren't so, enough to do it yourself dude i i had a serrano and i had a chemical burn on my tongue for days <laughs> i am not good for hot well just jalapenos so you, as far as i like to go just so you know ghost peppers don't bother me so perfect wow right. he's just he's laying it out there no, folks. actually i he's, like ghost pepper he's gauntlet hot. is thrown he's hot for pepper <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good crickets insert right mm. there <laughs> He laughed. He's oh, just not I'm laughing into the in microphone. Now, yeah, right. all, oh, trust me. Everybody's right. singing it now. So are we ready for geeky stuff now? Oh, yeah, I think oh, for so. God's I sake, think so. Andy, you know what? Just because I, we have stuff, a little bit of uh, business. Business. Uh, discussions are happening on the Geek Show, uh, Geek Shock Book Club for Armada by Ernest Klein. A uh, lot of reaction to that book, but uh, whenever you're finished, come and join us if you are reading it. Probably next week, we'll start selecting the book for February, so start thinking about what you'd like to nominate for February's book. February? Sure. Um, and our book club has now reached 60 people, which I'm very excited by. Nice. I was going to be excited when eight people joined up, so so all of you that have joined That's the book great. club, thanks for reading with us. It's been great so far. We're going to keep it going. Put the word out. Let's get it up to 68 to really blow yeah. Toro's mind. There it is. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So what geeky things you do this week, Jens? I went to the Magic Castle. The Magic Castle. The Magic in Castle. In Los Angeles. In that Los one. Angeles. Yep. Nice. 
I've never been, but always wanted to go. Tell me about your experience. It's just every bit as cool as you hope it is. It's all weird stuff inside. There's all kinds of weird artifacts. There's a piano that's supposedly haunted, played by a ghost. There's, I think there's seven or eight bars in there. There's a lot of bars in there. Uh, well, oh, oh. Seven or eight bars inside? Yeah. That's what I've heard. I yeah. Did, wow. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's that big. It's it's, it's astoundingly big. and it, It's TARDIS-like. Okay. It, it seems to be much bigger it's on the inside. It's a magic castle, fool. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Were you with me when I got that invite at the uh, Star Trek con that one year? Me? Who yeah. are you talking to? Andy. Oh. No, I don't think so. Uh, somebody was with me, and I like there was a magician that saw my... Uh, Your act? No, he saw my uh, <laughs> my bartender outfit and invited me you... to that, and I have misplaced somewhere the actual uh, invite. You wear that oh, Starfleet wow. uniform nice. We, we know so enough people. If we really wanted to go, we so could So I'm, I'm very fascinated to hear about this, because yeah. I've actually wanted to go. Well, what we got to does the, uh, the piano play. Uh, they weren't. It wasn't operating when we were there. The ghost was not. We mean not operating. The ghost was not. That's playing. why it's supposedly haunted. Yeah, because he has yes. no proof. Yeah, I mean, I got. To, I got to the hotel for this uh, Logical L.A. and uh, emergency emergency room doctor that I know said we can go to the Magic Castle. We have to go now. And like, okay. And it's like I didn't even. I didn't. I stepped a foot. I stepped foot in the hotel. Immediately turned around and boom, zoomed off to the other end of town. It's like a forty-minute drive through hard through traffic, but we got there in time. We had lunch. Um, it's like all these, you know, it's all staircases. There's all kinds of weirdness. Everybody looks like they're famous. There's all these like weird people looking around. Like I, I think I know him. No, I think I know that guy too. I think I know her. Yeah, but you know, we walked around. They gave us a tour. They showed us all the separate little uh, rooms. Uh, now you they, just explored the castle. Didn't watch a show of any kind. We or? did see a show. I saw a great coin actor. A guy was appearing and disappearing gold coins like nobody's business. Uh, up to the point where he finally dropped like a whole handful into somebody's hands. Like, okay, I was impressed. He was pulling you know one, two, four, five out of nowhere, but suddenly a whole shower came out. I'm like, okay, you wow. Got me. I wish I could do that yeah. for real. Yeah. Then I quit my job. <laughs> But yeah, there's, there's all kinds of little performance rooms. There's all kinds of places to eat and drink. And you can only go in there if you get an invitation. Yes. And as I understand it, uh, if you're a member, you can only invite 13 people at a time. At a time. At a time. Yeah, it's okay. very limited. It's very, very exclusive. That's more than I thought you could bring, yeah. actually. And you have to be like super calm and laid back because they do. Uh, the guy that gave me my invite said that there are magicians and celebrities and everything in there right. all the time and you cannot draw attention to them you know everybody's supposed to be equal in there you're all just supposed to be there you know chilling out just to be having a good time and right and we so, were there in the middle of the day and no so pictures too right no pictures inside yep yeah um we were there in the middle of the day and it's relatively quiet i mean there's probably 40 40 or, 40 or 50 people there okay um but they were, as we were walking on the tour, there were like little spots off in the corner where there'd be two guys, and they were having a discussion and making hand motions. You could tell they were... <laughs> Paul's eyes. <laughs> he was ready. He was no. ready for the story. Nope, just people were, you know, working out tricks, you can mm. see. Oh, yeah. Almost. Mm -hmm. Almost, but... Work, people working tricks. Anyway. I was going to say, I've been to rooms where there's two guys in the corner working out a trick. <laughs> Different room. Different trick. Different, Different trick. trick. Mm -hmm. But two guys. But she got paid. Yeah. It was the bathroom. Right. And there were coins exchanged. The very exactly. famous bathroom. I, I have to say, the I'm magic amazed. Magic bathroom? That, yeah, your story, Andy, that you actually made it. Because I, I was expecting I almost got to go. Almost to got to go. Really? Yeah. That's the Andy story we <laughs> yeah. want. 
I'm no, still confused by the food and drink. Um, <laughs> you didn't think no, there's food and drink. No, in there? yeah. yeah, they like they, oh, yeah. they have dinners and all yeah. kinds of stuff. Yeah. In there I went the when I went there. It was a dinner invite, and they brought wow. us in. So and it's a nice meal too. I've heard that. And, and yeah, uh, food, food is quality yeah. catered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now is that all you did on your trip? No, the logical. Oh no, we mean I went to the convention and uh, did the uh, panel with the. Talking with a bunch of uh, cartoonists uh, it was me and a guy named Lee Moyer, and Tom Chalkley and Celestia Ward, and we uh, educated the uh, skeptics about how powerful comics could be using Jack Trick as one of the examples. Awesome. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Celestia was great. She was a guest on Ice Cream Social this last week. If you didn't get a chance to check out that episode, that's a diluted tiger penis. Go ahead and uh, download that bad boy. Um, she was lovely. So Lee Moyer has a project called. Small gods. He's a skeptic and an atheist, and his idea is that he just he did a different god a day for a year, and uh, so he's he's uh, he's uh, flooding the market with gods so that the the big one doesn't matter so much anymore. So he had a bunch of these little small god prints he had, Ooh. and I saw this one, which I just obviously had to buy because it's uh, Snopes, a small god of fact checking, fact checking. Oh, I love it. And I, I was like, well, obviously... Let's turn for the camera. I think the camera's rolling. Clearly, <laughs> clearly I have to buy that one. It's the uh, it's Luxo from Pixar. Pretty much, yep. yeah. And so... That's great. And he admits that. And so I was walking away from the table, and I looked down and said, oh, hell, that's even more appropriate. And now I totally have to buy that for Paul, even though he has enough crap and doesn't need me buying him crap. <laughs> what is, don't buy me shit. What'd you get me? <laughs> Could you not? I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it was. It's like I, it's I'm going to read it. Like it was designed. It is an for alien you. gray design, the and small it says, "God of UFO conspiracies, Christian Gray." Wow, that's perfect for me. That is perfect for me. Yeah. Yep. Christian I Gray. Not I get have it. That. You're right. Except nobody can hear you right now, Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except for the people watching the video. Well, that's yeah. all I'm talking to. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Adorable. That's beautiful. I love the artwork. But yeah, Google Lee Lee Moyer Small Gods and you'll find him. He's got 400 of the damn things he's done. They're all hilarious. Very cute. Thanks, man. <coughs> what I'll else you do, that somewhere special. Uh, I finally got my copy of the Roddenberry Vault. I from saw this Amazon. sitting here. What makes the Roddenberry Vault so different right. from other Star Trek releases? So, for 50 years now, right, there have been delves into the Paramount vaults looking for unseen footage of Star Trek. You know, stuff that would have been on the cutting room floor, etc. And unfortunately, they've never been able to find this stuff because back in the 60s especially, you know, stuff that was on the cutting room floor was literally just what it sounds like. Pieces of film cut on the floor, swept away at the end of the night, and then thrown in the trash. Forever gone. Well... Turns out um, Rod Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry, and Majel Barrett's son uh, had a warehouse of stuff that he didn't even really know what he had. Because at the time of the original series, uh, Gene Roddenberry and Majel Barrett had a company called Lincoln Enterprises where they were doing side sales of Star Trek stuff. Basically, they were taking some of these pieces of edited footage and mailing them to people that would buy, you know, um, 
you know scripts of the oh, Star okay. Trek the series. So so, so they, they were buy selling something and then yeah, they get a little bonus something. Exactly. So they they'd get little film clips etc to accompany this. Well, it turns out in addition to those clips, Gene Roddenberry was keeping all of the dailies of the show. So he had a warehouse full of cans of film containing cut scenes from the various seasons of Star Trek. Florida uh, ceiling se- yeah, shelves full just of it. ridiculously. Wow. So uh, I believe it was about five years ago, uh, he contacted the Akutas, uh, Michael and Denise Okuda, and they started going through this warehouse. And if I do anybody who could do it. This hey, warehouse of film footage and... Definitely the Akuza. Finding yeah, all of these... these <laughs> Alternate takes the are the best. of scenes, uh, <laughs> scenes that were shot but never aired. For example, in the episode "City on the Edge of Forever," um, when Edith Keeler is killed, she's hit by the car. You never actually see the car hit her. They shot that scene. Uh, you know, forced perspective: the car hits, she falls down on the ground, etc. So they had stuff like that that, of course, wouldn't have made it past the censors, so it never aired. Um, Alternate takes, different performance styles on different scenes. I mean, it's it's literally loaded with stuff. Uh, so is they just have a collection of outtakes. It's well, it's it's a documentary about finding the footage. Oh, there's okay. there's six documentaries on here, mm-hmm. two per disc, and then they also have the uh, the actual episodes that many of the scenes were from. They go into now, detail how they did a lot yeah. of the sh- special effects, like the ship movement. They actually have restored blue screen footage of them doing preliminary shots of the Enterprise where they, they show you how they set it up to show it flying through space and stuff like that. Wow. The episodes on there, are they recut with any of this footage? That's the no. one unfortunate thing is I was kind of hoping that they would do that, you know, clip in these um, extra scenes, you know, edited dialogue. Like sometimes it's a scene where there was another line of dialogue that would have you know, made things a little bit, you know, easier to understand. It was trimmed out for time, length, etc. But, uh, no, they, they show you in the documentaries. Unfortunately, the actual episodes are just the episodes that you would get on the, the current uh, Blu-ray collections. So, you know, but it's worth it just for the six documentaries that are on there because I think each documentary is at least an hour long. Oh, wow. So that's over six hours worth of, Interviews, new interviews and documentary footage, um, and the, the clipped scenes. Oh, there are, on a couple of the episodes, there is a new um, audio commentary track Okay, that that is exclusive to this collection. That's good. So that is also worth worrying. I should mention. How much does this thing cost? Uh, I believe it was four, I got it for $40. Okay. Yeah, it's 40 Whoa. So um, I, I've seen it as high as 55 but I think you can find it. Pretty much anywhere for around forty dollars right now, right. and it's totally worth it. It seems like a lot I mean, for forty this, bucks. It is a lot for forty dollars. I mean, considering the amount of time and effort that I know uh, Michael and Denise could have put into going through all of this footage with uh, Rod Roddenberry, it's it's pretty impressive that they were able to condense it down into just this set. I have a feeling there's going to be a second Roddenberry vault, but uh, that's just my my personal opinion. It might be, yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's worth picking up. Nice. What else to do, guys? Give it a thumbs up. You gonna give it a thumbs up? Mm. I do. Oh. Fire I, all phasers for that one. 
I well, want to throw a shout out there to uh, Big Bang Toys and Collectibles, which I just discovered today. Because today started off not so great. I went to the west side of town to try to hit some old model places because I'm starting to get that model bug again. Oh, boy. And the first place I went, uh, model people or whatever they're called, uh, closed. Mm. They're not there. Hobby Town, which was my go-to place, have stripped down to about a third of the sci-fi models they used to carry. Mm. Just, just a big old empty shelf almost, it felt like. So I was pretty sad. But across the street, brand new place, Big Bang Toys and Collectibles. One of the better toy shops I've seen in town. Plus, they actually had some old sci-fi models that were really going cheap, and I was very happy. An old re, uh, redo of the... Darth Vader model they released in 1979, the Babylon 5. You son of a bitch. Yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, plus, I got a great Baron Harkonnen figure from Soda Toys. So, yeah, if you're ever in the neighborhood of West Sahara in Vegas, check out Big Bang because they're damn cool. Which, they, as it, we discussed, that area is getting to be the nerd district. It is because that's where Meepleville is. And, of course, there's already the uh, hobby towns there. Z is close by. Z is right next door to it. Um, yeah. Buybacks. Oh, that's right. Right around the corner. Right there. You mm-hmm. go up the street to uh, Amber Unicorn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. only a block away. I've never been to Amber Unicorn. What's Ooh, that? That's it's the, a used bookstore. That's suit. the used bookstore. Oh, shit, huge. Man. Huge inventory. So oh, big. You got to tell me about this place. Please give me the info because then I'll Amber Unicorn. It's, take it's, in. it's uh, on Decatur. Uh-huh. Next, next to the Trader Joe's. There you go. Oh, I hate Trader Joe's. But don't go there. Well, you, and and, and there are parts Joe's. of Amber Unicorn you wouldn't like. Well, it just means there's a terrible parking lot. That's all. <laughs> no. Just means there's a really oh, bad God, parking lot. Oh, God, that parking lot Whoa, sucks. whoa, 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 whoa. Parking is my thing. You cannot have that. <laughs> no, I'm, da- I'm saying every Trader Joe's has the worst parking lot ever. That's all. That's that's the rule. Uh, again, yeah, stupid angle. Don't, yeah. don't steal my one and only claim to fame on this. <laughs> this, this is how cool Amber <laughs> Unicorn is. They're, they are wall-to-wall ceiling floor books yeah. in there. Oh, cool. And, and run run this, this beautiful older couple. Mm-hmm. Their inventory is so huge, they actually bought the store next to them as a secondary room of books. So if you don't see what you're looking for there, go especially ahead. in sci-fi, they just say, uh, can I go look in the uh, secondary store? They will go unlock it. Wow. Yep. Oh, wow. Turn on yeah. the lights and they say, have yeah. at. And it's a whole nother store. Yep. Yeah, it is. It is a I whole nother store stock. I was in there with Kay one time. And what the hell were you looking for? Some alternate science fiction, alternate uh, history science fiction. I can't remember. I don't know. But it was something. Alt good. dot sci-fi. It was something really, really obscure. <laughs> and he goes, oh, yeah, we got those over here. And there was like a whole shelf of this guy's stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. They know their inventory yes. pretty well. That's always so cool. I, I, at one point, I was like, ah, I'm about ready to go after wandering around for an hour. And he's like, anything else you were looking at? Well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys have got any. I'm like looking for Harold Lamb. He's a historical. Yeah, right over here. And <laughs> <one>. took me. <laughs> and and he's and this Harold Lamb goes back to the 1920s right. and 30s. So it was just like, and there's this shelf of this stuff, and it was just like, oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, I, that is that is my favorite thing when hoarders know what they got. Yeah, yeah. it's so great. This guy's got it. It's so it, great. It's they, been around forever. They were they picked up inventory from other stores yeah. that have failed. And oh, that's wonderful. Well, that's I how you got onto it, it, right, Todd? The, they, your they not favorite? only they only not take inventory, but they also take on other people's credit. Because your old favorite used wow. bookstore Fa- closed down, book, and they transferred books over. closed down, and they transferred my entire store credit to themselves. Holy shit. 
Yeah. And that's $120-some dollars in credit. That's nuts. And then called him to tell him that they had picked up his store credit. Wow. Yeah. That they are it's run by the most beautiful people. Yeah. I'm guessing. Well, I've got to go check this place out. Amber Unicorn. Yes. I wonder if they have a Facebook presence. I'm sure they Checking do. now. And I believe in January they're still on pretty heavy sales. I think they keep their, their big holiday sales up through most of January. And if you're into really deep collectible books, they have two cases of just old collectible, some signed. They have some uh, First Stephen editions. King advanced reader copies in there right now that I'm like <laughs> just drooling over. So, yeah. So if you like to use books in Vegas, that's the place to go. But uh, so, yeah, with that, and I hung out there for a little while today, too, and so between that and Big Bang Toys, I was pretty happy today. Wow, looks like a cool place. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He must be on the Facebook page. They have a Facebook viewers. page. <laughs> Amber Unicorn Books. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's a good spot. Fancy dancy. And what really endeared me to the Big Bang uh, Toy Store guy, mm. he's also a modeler. Yeah. And he was working on a two and a half foot long section of a Star Destroyer. Just that top part that sticks yeah, the up command off the and control top, area. Just that, and it's literally two and a half feet wide. Massive piece of work. So he's got a giant one that he's putting together somewhere. I mean, it's super detailed. Where would you put that up? It's Don't got know. the shield generator domes wow. right on either imagine, side. Oh, imagine, imagine if that's not a star destroyer. That's the executor bridge deck. That's a big model. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Super star destroyer. <laughs> But uh, so that's what I did today. Yeah. And one Sad. thing, I, one thing I can say is uh, wow. the book that I brought up last week—that's no joke. Bird Box. Wow. The one you're almost Mellerman, done with. Yeah. I am done with it, and I can definitely say it is my first official. I can recommend this book to anybody who likes horror book of the year. Nice. That book was great, start to finish, and man, it's it's one of those books like I'd love to see a movie of this, but they just can't do it properly because everything is done in blindfolds. Wow. Nice. So, I ordered my Switch. Keep my fingers crossed. It all yeah, I'm comes together. Into that. I think I might pre-order that. You don't want no, to wait be hard to for get it pre-orders. to come out, see oh. how it goes before no. getting GameStop's it. already no, sold through. I made a promise that I'd buy this one. I didn't buy a Wii U. Uh, unfortunately, for better or worse, you got to support Nintendo early or they could fall away. It They're, just, you know, I mean, it's it's hard, but but I'm 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 excited by what this thing has to offer. The only thing I don't like about the Switch is the <clears throat> damn controls are so small. See, I have little tiny baby hands, so it's okay for me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm really cool with it. Nintendo is one of those things that I wait. Yeah, I wait until I see the product in homes mm-hmm. and how it really really sits mm-hmm. because yeah, the Wii to me was a great tech demo piece, but the games were short in between. And Wii nobody U- programmed for the, the gimmicks. And that's my worry, because I was cool with the Switch until I realized how many gimmicks were integrated into it, and that makes me nervous. Like, okay, you have all these fe- features. on that, it's, but it's I, understand not, there's a, I understand the fear. And it's just going to be tech demos for this stuff again. Well, yeah, because the, I mean, the first few games, but I don't know. I, the Mario looks good. I, the thing is, I never got... A bunch of the games that are coming out it's a lot of ports from wii u you know, sure. mario kart 8 and that kind of thing so that's a big part of the reason why i'm just like buying it straight up is because it's going to have the wii u games i never had so i'm okay with that because i i'm never that gonna get a that wii u. i can get that's that's the big reason and of course zelda looks fun 
Huh? Zelda, of course, looks fun. Yep. And really of course, they're like... going to have some stuff going forward. Yeah. Uh, I think what annoys me the most with it is that the has that paid online thing. That's worrisome, and, but... And, Nintendo and online haven't been great thus far, no. so I don't think a paid one's going to be all that great. No, it's uh, it's worrisome actually. It, it's kind of weird, but we'll it, see. Has anybody played that Mario thing yet? What Mario thing? The new Mario. The Mario. The Mario Pokemon, basically. Oh, the Mario new, Run. Yeah. Has anybody? Oh, no. That's it's, a that's it's just garbage. a little it's a mobile game. That's just a little mobile game. It's, it's just it's, a, it's an endless runner. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's apparently not very exciting. Okay. A lot of Android fans were you know clamoring for it because. They had that initial iOS exclusive, and uh, Nintendo finally announced it was coming to Android, but now a lot of Android users are like, eh, I don't really want it now, and it's, after it, playing it on iOS demos. But going back to Switch, it's, it's and the online, it's it's one of those things that Nintendo just doesn't seem to get it. Yeah. the uh, I think the thing that just sticks in my craw is, you know, if you with Xbox and their online, if you go with Sony and their online, you get a free game. To, for that cost, you know, mm. or usually a couple free games. With the Switch, you get a old Nintendo game or an old Super Nintendo game, but you only get to play it for a month and then you to don't rent. get to play it anymore. Yeah, unless you buy it. Unless yeah. you buy it, of yeah, course. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's sucky. And, you know, that might change in time, too. You never know. But I would expect, I would hope it would, but knowing Nintendo, there's no guarantee for that. Because I... Nintendo does Nintendo things. Yeah, I find th- that that's weird. exactly why right. Why don't you take the guys that did the 3DS online shit Yeah, and... Port it over to the Switch, and there you go. The 3DS well, online stuff is beautiful. Hopefully, there's going to be some of that. I mean, but it, I'm I'm excited for it. We'll see where it goes. I'm really <laughs> still trying to find a NES Classic. I can't find it yet, but apparently they're quite easy to mod. Very, yeah, yeah, they, you don't really, it's just a, it's just a straight up program. Load more games easy to do, and you load a ton more games on it, and it's great. So well, I can't a wait ton to get is that. In, I think up to sixty more, so you'd have a total of ninety tops. I mean, you know, there's not that many more than ninety really good yeah. NES yeah. games, honestly. And I mean, I have all of them on. Yes, of course. I, I, Your modded Xbox. I, on my modded Xbox. I was just playing it again this week. I delved into some really fun shit, and uh, yeah, I, I like. I have all these games. Multiple times, but no, I just keep buying them. I like, I like it. I so like my it. weird video game moment for this week when I was out in California. Mm. I was we were staying in a hotel right next to LAX, uh, and I drove uh, up to a sea museum, going through Venice Beach and going through Santa Monica. I'm in Santa Monica, and I'm like, crap. I'm on the upper road. I need to get in the lower road. I need to take a left on this weird ramp down here because it is Grand Theft Auto. I was oh. in Grand. Th- I was in Grand. You I mean, knew how to get around I was, because I, I you were driven knew, that yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. That's yeah. funny. That's funny. That's wonderful. Yep. <laughs> See, video games pay off. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That the the funny thing. You, did you watch the presentation? It was very lackluster. Was, Dude, those guys no, dressed up re- like in costumes and shit. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like the the guy with the Mario hat on, and then there was the guy who in the lab coat with the um, the Splatoon dudes. <sighs> I was like, "Really? No, it's fine. Really? That's fine. I'm okay with that. That's fun." But it just it just was it was just mishandled. Nintendo's always been goofy. Yeah, and and I'm yeah. okay with the goofy. Yeah. They just didn't do a really good job. But they showed the new Mario game, and a chunk of it looks very much like old Sonic. It. It's Grand Theft Auto. It looks like yeah. he's in the real world for a portion of it. Well, the real world, giant quotes. Place that looks, it's, it's called New Donk City. Like Donkey Kong Town, I don't know what the fuck. But anyway, he's running around, jumping on cabs, walking around other human beings. But Is he trying to take out the uh, the giant crack dealer? As no, well, that's the thing. New, like New somebody, City. somebody took a Mario mod 
for Grand Theft Auto. And I retweeted, Kevin Pereira put it put up a link. So funny of Mario running around in Grand Theft Auto, and it looks just enough like the demo that you're like, wait a minute, what am I looking at here? And it's really funny, the nice. ridiculous shit he gets up to. And it's 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 all the same crazy shit you can do in Grand Theft. With the Mario music behind it and this perfect Mario head on this elongated body. Does Mario beat up a hooker and take her money? Yeah, he runs around <laughs> grabbing money off the off the floor and it's all ding 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 ding. Oh, Every time he picks up money and stuff. He doesn't he doesn't hit a hooker. He doesn't do anything unseemly. He himself, but he gets caught up in all kind of mess. You know. Wow. But it's it's very funny. So I take it you watched the presentation on Twitch. I did. I didn't not like... on Twitch. I didn't watch it live. I I watched it on YouTube. Afterwards. Okay, I was at work watching it. Slow day. <laughs> And uh, obviously, it was fucked up the sound. So you had the guy talking in Japanese, right? And then the narrators over time, and they're just like, you couldn't really understand what they were saying because there's so much sound going on. Too many voices. Oh, yeah. Too many voices. I That's think what. those are the ones in your head, man. <laughs> well, again, I watched it after the fact and it was cleaned up a bit. And I watched it through Nintendo's official channel. That was the complaint, so like 20,000 people. And it was like, too many voices. Can't hear anything. This is fucking bullshit. Fucking Nintendo. No, Xbox for life. Oh. That was the comments on the. Oh, yay. Twitch yeah. message. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna wait on the. Oh, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him. Say, like uh, Paul, I'm too. gonna get it. Yeah, you gotta so. get it. Um, PlayStation has been doing a fantastic job of bringing out 2D fighters by the stream. Oh yeah, lots and lots of 2D fighters. Yeah, they keep bringing out some real rare gems. I'm loving it. Uh, reasonable prices. Yeah, I bought a bunch. I already have a sizable library of 2D fighters on my PS4 now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're into that, and there, it's a lot of um, stuff from Neo Geo, which is a notoriously difficult uh, thing to emulate. So these are perfect arcade ports of these wonderful games that haven't seen the light of day on a console in a long oh, that's time. That's terrific. It's, yeah, it's really good stuff. So some King of Fighters, Art of Fighting, all kind of, and some just some rare, weird shit. Ooh, King of Fighters. Some rare, weird yeah. shit, too. I'm loving it. They're really digging deep. That uh, it's the company's called Hamster. That's doing all these conversions of these of these arcade games, and they're arcade perfect. It's called Arcade Classics. I think so. Anyway, Hamster's the company. They're right. d- they're doing some really good stuff. Anything else, gents? I started Clone Wars. But Which one? How, how far the 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 animated? Yeah. Oh. Oh, on YouTube? Well, or not, no, uh, are you, Hulu? Netflix. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, you know, like you guys said, I guess I got to wait yeah. another season and a half. How far are you? Now. A patient man. I'm on 13 episodes. Well, it was really funny because at the start, they had this really great space battle going on. That first episode that was some impressive. really awesome stuff. And I'm like, this is going to be good. And then the... the <laughs> I saw clones uh, die. Then... Yeah, oh, death. Yeah. Dude, I mean, and there's stuff Isn't that like... the weirdest? There are clones on the ground disarmed, and the droids are like, pew, 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 just blowing them away, and that, you're like... That was what really bothered God me. Yoda's damn. like standing around like, careful, you should be, but clones you are, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's a bunch of that. There, there's a lot there's of... A, he's just like, ah, oh, well. You know? It's a really real person, you are not. They get over death Dead quick. you may be, but you know? so be it. it With it, the force you are now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It'll be like, JoJo's dead. Oh, that's sad. Okay, let's go. You know? So, but it up. Very murdery, Andy. But, um... Thanks it, for the warning. I'm, I'm just... I'm waiting. 
I'm I, I'm trying, you know, because there there are some good space battles in it. I mean, the 3D animation is not all that far off from the CG of the movies, so it looks pretty fun in that way. But you know that, and it's really funny because I remember I read an article a long time ago that I totally forgot about. I'm looking at Ahsoka, the girl apprentice for uh, Anakin, Anakin, right? And I keep noticing, man, she's got a very pronounced hollow. You know, the hollow on your throat the, where the collarbone is—that's really pronounced. And then I remembered, they did not, the execs did not approve. Of her being in a two-piece. So apparently they mandated putting that little hollow in to make it look like she's wearing a shirt under her halter top. Because she was kind of young to be wearing a halter and, and tight pants. Which was really funny because she's got a belly button. And all of her shots from the back, she's got a bare, muscly back. You can tell that's her back. But I remember reading the article where they just inserted this little collar with cleft to make it look like she's wearing a flesh colored shirt hmm. it was really funny i never heard that hmm. yeah that was it was that was just bizarre but anyway i'm watching it and it's like ah oh, okay i'll uh six seasons wow <laughs> you know normally the first was it, rough it's you know I, I, you know you know what paul's it's talking kidding. about because there are times <laughs> when you discover something and you're like six seasons oh Boy, this is like a month of binging. Woo! But I was sort of like, oh, this is gonna, this is gonna, this is some work. This That's is gonna be work. Those Jar Jar episodes, man. Oh, oh my no. god! Are there Jar Jar episodes? Oh, yes. Jar Jar episodes. Oh, there's one where it. The the premise is actually funny because Jar Jar shows up, and somehow all the droids think he's a Jedi. And yeah. so he keeps showing up, and all the droids... Because he's a Sith. And he does he does the Jar Jar thing, and of course everybody's thinking this is weird Jedi shit going around. It, it, the premise is... That's when you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, okay. Like you said before, whichever of you said before, they remembered they're a kiddie show. Yeah. It's just like, oh, why'd you guys have to remember that? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, gentlemen, it's been a little while since we've done emails, so let, let's let's knock a few emails out. Hey, all right. Uh, mail. Hey, fuckers. Hey, fuckers, back. Just a couple of quick questions. One. This is from Jake Godbold, by the way. Of course, oh, of course, Jake. Eighties. <laughs> ever figure out what the music on that CD I sent you was from? Yes. I'll give you a hint. Quote, Sergeant. Don't need a hint. Burn the fields. When you're done with that, burn the house. What is it, Jeff? What do you get here? Uh, it's the Teen Wolf soundtrack, the, the original Teen Wolf. Then with, I uh, want to borrow Michael that J. from Fox. Because I read this, I'm like, oh, I want to hear that soundtrack. Because we, t- I watched Teen Wolf a couple months ago. Yes. Jeff joined me like toward the end, yes. and we were talking about how weird the music is, especially at the end that that celebratory song where they're going against the bleachers and that person's putting their pants together or putting their penis back in or whatever that yeah. is in that scene. But that's music is really weird for that moment. Yeah, it's not. A, it's like a slow, triumphant piece. Like, well, didn't we all come together, guys? Kind of song. It's just. It doesn't yeah. fit. It's mm. the whole sound. The whole movie is littered with music like that. It's just like it's like what? Like the big bad wolf song is just like it yes. doesn't. It doesn't fit 
what he's going through at that particular moment. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's a bizarre soundtrack. I love that movie, but it's a bizarre movie anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, two, fact check. Yes. How's that pint glass treating you? Well. Let's see some science. Uh, perhaps we'll break that out at the uh, April 1st event, too. <laughs> there you go. Suction it to the table so it doesn't... We'll, we'll so so, so, so tune in, and you will see Maybe Matt... Maybe last show, I die. You will see Matt eat the hottest pepper known to man, and Andy... Drink from a cup. All right. Well, no, but the cup will be full of the milk he needs so desperately. <laughs> oh. so if and he won't be able to pull it, it off the, the, the table. <laughs> <laughs> now that that's out of the way, you guys tend to focus on red letter media, who I still have to get into. Suggestions where to start? Uh the prequels uh, yeah, deconstruction. Look up uh, Plinkett's reviews for the prequels, and then if you enjoy that, get in uh, the uh, what's what are they called? Um, best of the worst. All the best, best of the worst. Best of the worst. Even if you don't do the Plinkett stuff, which yes, don't miss it. Right. It's yeah. amazing analysis. So enjoy the fifty-seven hour uh, yeah. dissertation on the six hours of film. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then, best uh, of the worst ongoing. That is super it's, funny. It's just the the most fun review show <laughs> format is, I've ever it's just, seen. It's just like hanging out with a bunch of friends. With really a lot funny. of wrong too, though. Huh? It should, it, the, the creepy basement stuff. Oh, yeah. the, the stuff in Plinkett's old yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Plinkett, it's, great. The it's great though. It makes Plinkett it amazing. is a character who's doing the reviews, right? And they 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 throw in these little inserts to get a chuckle about this guy. Basically, being a basement <clears throat> dwelling serial. Murder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and as the reviews go on, they begin to escalate that kind of story, and eventually, it it becomes kind of big, which I I didn't really care about. But those reviews, it really is a clinic in storytelling yep. and script writing. Yep. You you will not hurt by uh, watching those. Mm-hmm. Should we throw out some alternates to Red Letter too? Like movies with Mikey and... Uh, feel so, sure. Um, oh, shoot, what was the one the the, the one you showed me uh, a while back? God, what was that? I don't know. Help anymore. me out, guys. I don't know any anymore. Any alternatives, you know, alternate movie review? Movies with Mikey was where I would have gone next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of the reviews, reviewers are tough because even some people who have insightful things to say have such a kind of delivery that eventually you just want to shoot yourself after you've been listening to them for a, a while. It's hard to find really good stuff on YouTube. I will say yeah. I enjoy the occasional movie theory. That's a phone one if you haven't seen that one. I've heard of that. Uh, he's The guy who also does game theory, and they're basically extrapolations on not popular ideas, but different philosophies that attach to these books. Like, this character is actually a Sith versus a, you know, you know, that kind of thing. But he's very entertaining, and when you're talking about mon- monotone, this guy is not that. Oh, good. So he's entertaining to listen to. So movie theory, game theory, both works the same. Continuing uh, Jake's email, but I've always wondered, what do you guys think about the Channel Awesome crew? That's Nostalgia Critic, The Nostalgia Chick, The Cinema Snob, Linkara, uh, Felius, uh, Whatever Became a Spoonie, etc. 
I have no idea what you're talking about. Nostalgia Critic. Nostalgia Critic, yeah. I've watched some of his stuff. He's good. I like Nostalgia Critic. Mm-hmm. My kids love Nostalgia Critic, and they've shown me several things on them. It's been very funny. I haven't seen the other ones, though. Mm-hmm. It is whatever happened to Spoonie. Is that the guy from the Spoonie Experiment blog? He's the one who talked about Turkish Star Wars. Okay. I will say this for Spoonie. And Spoonie is the ultimate, ultima fan. The game series Ultima, the role-playing game that got me into role-playing games to begin with. If you love Ultima, find Spoonie's multi-show review of all the Ultima games. Super entertaining, and yeah, Spoonie's a great creative mind, uh, and he's really into wrestling. You'd probably really enjoy him, Paul. Mm. But uh, yeah, Spoonie Experiment, he's good. And and again, I'm, I agree with the nostalgia critic. I've watched plenty of those. He's a lot of fun. Yep. Yep. He's uh, very uh, he's very animated. He's very pleased to be doing what he's doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very creative he's individual. How he works his shows through, and he has a very weird owl style delivery. Yeah, that's a fair. That's a fair assessment. So that's what we think about Channel Awesome. Of what we know about those guys that we know. And three, Torgo, you ever get the beta for Friday the 13th, the game? Thoughts? Let me know my crowdfunding's paid off. Uh, that's it, guys. Keep up the good work, Jake. Uh, here's the thing, Jake. I got into the game. I created my character. And everything leading up to that was fun. But I couldn't connect to the game. I don't know if it was a problem on my side or their side. But by the time I was able to try again, the beta was over. So I never got to play the game. But... I enjoyed making my character. That's worth anything. I've watched a lot of uh, streams of that. Looks fun. Yeah. It looks a lot like Yes. Survive Till Daylight or whatever that one was called. Yeah. And although a lot more brutal but I like I like how they've set up that if you're playing Jason that you can smell fear, basically. If yeah, somebody's in the house and they're afraid, yep. that house will glow. It's pretty cool. It's, so it, the what I've watched of it pretty freaking cool. So, yeah, the design is neat, and I'm pretty much sold on it, uh, especially when it comes to consoles, because I don't think my PC can run that it. Is, see, that's my thing, man. I can't do nothing for a game unless it's on a console. Uh, next mail. Hey, gang, this one is for Jeff. You're on. Okay. But actually, reading the email, I think it's more for Paul, but we will see. Okay. I know you don't cover 80s cartoons too much. But I found a website that catalogs whole seasons of our favorites that you may be interested. Just search the site. I'm sure the site's been around for years. Some videos are unplayable, unfortunately. But try your luck. I'm sure you'll find something great. I have Chromecast, so it's pretty cool to throw my favorites up on the big screen. They have Star Blazers, all three seasons. Cool for me, since season three was never aired in the U.S. Uh, The website is watchcartoonsonline.eu. Okay. Watchcartoonsonline.eu. Okay. Isn't Star Blazers something else edited? It's Battleship Yamato. Right. Space Battleship Yamato. Which is Star Blazers in the U.S. Okay. But it's Space Battleship Yamato. I have a bootleg copy of all of it subtitled. Okay. It's not the G-Force one where they uh, no. where they t- stapled together a couple different things. No. G- no, that you're thinking Robotech. No, I'm thinking G-Force. I never saw Robotech. Well, G-Force, G-Force is just straight up redubbed, spliced, mm-hmm. cut, uh, Gachimon. Yes. Okay. But it's not two series. It's a single series. It is, okay. But they just cut out a few yeah. tawdry episodes, 
spliced a bunch of shit okay. and cut out stuff that was risque. Well, I mean, when you got Burger Cast, the the transsexual villain from space, well, not little, to mention it's that tu- it's a tough starting place for a lot of Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, G Force was also was cut down, but then they also had Battle of the Planets, which was the other version of Gatchaman, which yes. had that funky seventies music blended into it, and. Right. Uh, um, Zark Seven, Dark like, Seven, Zark Seven, seven and his little yeah. But wasn't it all completely made for the? That US? was all yes, made was. for the U.S. And that's what Seven yeah. Zark Seven basically stood in to explain and change elements of the episodes that were too hot for TV. That was yeah. what I was thinking of splicing added together. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, there's different versions of it out there. Continuing the mail. Also, thanks for the honest review of Rogue One. You're welcome. You can be a fan and be honest at the same time. Exactly. I'm pretty, I was. I'm pretty <laughs> sick of all the love when that movie was really flawed. From Shock Monkey Craig from PA. Thank you, Craig. <laughs> nope. Thank you. Wrong. Stop stroking his ego, Craig. <laughs> that did not, that, that's just wrong. More and more people are coming no, no, around no, no, no. Wrong. their eyes open. Wrong. I'm, I'm with Craig. Wrong. It's a flawed wrong. movie. It is a, a fun movie. movie. Yep, I'm right there. Yeah, it. It's not the worst movie ever. Nope. Yes. No. It's certainly not Phantom Menace bad. It is a fun movie because I don't need to see Han Solo in Princess Leia and all them do the shit over and over and over again. Yep. I'm fine with seeing soldiers, you know, the backbone of the rebellion. But hey. Yeah, get it. Yeah, because there's only, you know, there's only like five <laughs> characters that are worth anything in the whole Star Wars universe. Oh, you know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, all oh, centers, have Han. it all centers it around these five me. or six people. I would love to see more <laughs> characters. Rogue One didn't have any. <laughs> I knew that's where it was going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I set him up beautifully. It's true. Right. It's not a setup. It's just a fact. Whatever. I was no talking about that. I'm no. getting a little no. sick of hearing how I love this movie simply because it was Star Wars. Right. I'm getting great, a little. I'm, I am I getting a little fucking that, tired right? of that. I mean, you're getting <clears throat> accused of that. No, no, no. It people, just happened right fucking there. I'm people, sick of hearing about the love of this movie just because it was Star Wars. Isn't that what he said? I'm sick of the Star Wars love. Just because it's no, Star no, he said you can be a fan and be honest at the same time. Exactly. So I'm a liar. I'm lying. I love this movie, but I'm a fucking liar. What no. am I saying? Well, no, no, yeah, I don't, I don't see that as an that is now. that there was there was a there was a video up which hits on what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's it's a comparison between RLM and this other fan site, and these guys are just going. It's like the day the minutes after they got out of the screening and they're just going what a movie oh my god what a film no, 9 out of 10 9 out of 10 and then the next breath but boy that title crawl that title looked like it was something right out of uh just photo paint it was awful i couldn't believe that but what a film revolutionary is what i'd say best since empire easy easy <laughs> You know, I didn't really care for the, and it's just like like one like one like they they just can't their brains are are separated because of that. Star That's Wars exactly Star. it. That's exactly it, Kirsten. But you can love it despite its flaws. Well, you can, yeah. but I think there is a there's a broken element to a lot of the Star Wars fan base. We just have to love everything. I think we got it all from prequels, man. We're just like, yeah, it's okay. It'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, I didn't have that problem. Well, the, the next one will be better. You didn't because no. you were old enough to know. But no. the next one will be better. <laughs> oh, it's not better. <laughs> yeah, you were old enough to know better, Andy. I was not. Third time's a charm, Jeff. No, Third time's a charm. Oh, I knew better. it was even worse. I, I knew know. better on uh, <laughs> Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. I left that theater in turmoil. 
So I knew better by then. Like, there were oh, there were some scenes that I really liked, but it was a shitty movie. I was like that. That. But that, that lightsaber awful. battle was cool. No, but it, was it was not, a shitty movie. Not cool. None by of the way, cool. did you? I haven't checked. Has anyone checked out? Somebody apparently has now dubbed "Backstroke of the West." Oh, I heard that. Yeah. The, the, remember the Chinese bootleg? Of, oh yes. Of um, it's all. They put the subtitles. They, oh, they dubbed it now. I yeah. heard there's a dubbed Shut version. Shut up! Somebody went ahead and dubbed that. Okay. <laughs> you, so, so you need to explain, explain this a from the beginning. Yeah. So yeah. this is yeah. a this is a poorly subtitled version of Sith, right? Yeah. Yeah. And very poorly and comically. <laughs> yeah. So it's so bad. The translation is so bad. It's hilarious. And up until this point, you just had to read the subtitles. In English, redone from Mandarin or whatever they were done in, right. and and read just how silly the translation is. Now someone's gone so far as to I haven't checked it out, but I've overdub every of, piece. A bunch of links on Facebook have popped oh, up where shit. people is like someone has finally dubbed. And at first, I was my brain was it's called just, backslash of the West backstroke. <laughs> that is the translation of Revenge of the Sith. Backstroke of the West yes. is the name of the title. Right, that's what they call well, it. <laughs> this this is the movie that translates Jedi Council as Presbyterian Church. Oh right, 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 And the big moment when Vader pops off the table and goes no, no yeah. the translation is do not want. <laughs> right, right. I've seen that meme all over the that place. That is all I've over that, the place. The do not want meme is that, everywhere. Yeah. Do not want. That went from viral into like internet DNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the a, do not want meme is all over the place. I didn't realize that's where it was from. There's do a similar thing either. to that. Um, oh. Somebody uh, built a translation matrix using, I think it's Bing Translator into uh an old console so that it was taking japanese uh uh video games that have the the text dialogue and then it literally translates it down so it's literal translation of like japanese dialogue and it does it on the fly so it goes through the translation matrix and then in the dialogue bubbles where it would have normally been Japanese, it prints it in English. Oh, wow. It is the funniest thing ever because it just, they make zero sense when you directly translate it. So <laughs> uh, if I find the name of that again, I'll... Please I'll, do. Yeah, because it's, it's so goddamn funny. <laughs> All right, time for one more small email, but I like the question. Uh, okay, guys, since I like asking dumb questions, how did you like Rogue One? <laughs> just kidding calm yourself down paul the real <laughs> the real question is what is one toy you wanted as a kid didn't get it but found it much later and bought it yourself hmm power master optimus prime Aha. i wanted that i don't know why i wanted it so badly when i was a kid and that was like right on the end of my like you know teenage toy buying years confused where, years well, just, you know, somebody was like, why are you still playing with toys? I'm like, because they're fucking cool. Um, no, uh, just uh, I wanted it so bad. It was like right at the end of the Transformers cartoon series. It, it was going away. And uh, I remember going to Toys R Us and looking at it. And it was just so expensive at the time because it's it's a big piece. You, know, you had the Optimus Prime. You had the trailer. And it was it was even bigger than the original Optimus Prime. So anyway, I wanted that so badly. And... Then years later, uh, I was in Toys R Us and they had the reissues, and it was literally 
so the original molds they brought back out, but it was a reproduction, and uh, I bought it. Sweet. I want to preface this by saying that my parents were very good people, and they loved me very much. Oh, okay. It's just <laughs> at the time I was appropriate to buy this stuff for, these things were being imported from other countries and were very expensive, and we never bought them. So it was Legos. I bought Legos when I got older. Ah, Nice. I still buy Legos. I don't know. What you're yeah, doing. I still do. But I mean, I, I didn't have you any as a kid. And, and oh, I see. Now I have some. Nice. So you're just saying it was more of an availability thing at the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you were I remember there. seeing Legos in a fancy bookstore in Springfield, Mass. And they were, it, it was like, it was high-end toys. It was like the expensive, fancy, you know, wooden blocks that were mahogany and that kind of stuff. And right. then some Legos. That's why they've always been at war with Playmobil. Because they started out in the same retail space. Mm. Ah, Playmobil is mm. always that hoity-toity. Yeah, mm-hmm. look what I got for my kids. Yeah, basically a book as a toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty I much. mean, my my <laughs> my brother is six years younger than me, and by the time my brother was old enough for him, he had Legos because they yeah they were available. So better, at the wrong they were, time. They were readily available. For yeah. better or worse, that's the whole way. It's really fascinating to watch how it's evolved because Lego started getting much more minifigure centric mm-hmm. and specific piece centric mm-hmm. in a dr- indirect competition with Playmobil. Sure. And you can see how that all like they've pretty much trounced Playmobil at this point. Now you can only find Playmobil specialty stores, which are really only good anyway. Where now it's come full circle. This month Playmobil is releasing specialty uh pop figures. What? They've got a Marty McFly and Doc. What? Yep. They've got I, yeah. Ghostbusters. I was just going to say that when he was Seriously. done. Yes. So he the, just beat the, me to the, the punch. The worm has turned completely. Playmobil was bested by Lego in the the specific figure play space, and then Lego went nuts and got all the licenses. So now Playmobil has has to go around, and they're doing licensing Tell now, me too. fascinating. It's pretty wild. Where does Megablocks fit into all that? Mega Bloks is interesting. They're going through a real transition too. I bought a fuck ton of Mega Bloks this year. All those Turtles classics. Damn. Oh goddamn! I spent a fucking fortune. But they're so nice. They're so cool. And they are changing their name to Mega Constructs. I want to say. Okay. They are really swinging for the fences. Huh. Look out! This next year, I'm really interested to see what they come out with. Those figures. Between those Turtles figures and those Star Trek playsets, fuck, man. Did you get any of those 50th anniversary Star Trek playsets from no, Mega Bloks? Jeff's got one, right? I have a few of them, yeah. They're gorgeous. They're so cool. Those hmm. figures are neat. Yeah, really, really cool. So, any, any other toys that... Uh, I got nothing, really. I oh. missed out on Eternia, and I'll never have Eternia, probably. <laughs> okay. Because it Me- goes for a grand plus. Oof. Me, um, late 80s, early 90s, it was the red Jeep. It was one of the first motorized where you could actually sit in and drive it around. Oh, <laughs> oh It was no. like yeah. five grand Power back wheels? in the day or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I never got it, though, because well, obviously the size of me. Well, Power, these are the ones Power that got away. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that was the one I could but never get. But now I have a car. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What was it, like five grand when it first came out or something? Power wheels were expensive. Power wheels were expensive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, but they were street legal then too. So I actually, <laughs> it's more, it's more like almost Andy toy things because the the ones that I've been looking for are, are just not around. So like, I remember when Micronauts was out, mm. and uh. they they actually had TV adverts for this one character, Galactic Defender. 
mm-hmm. which was really neat because he had like this helmet chest piece combination that slipped over the Micronaut. And I had a lot of Micronauts, but I didn't have that. My dad and I, we actually went around Long Island searching for it. What I didn't know and what the TV, I don't know what what you, what you commercial you had to be watching, it was a mail-in offer. Oh. It was one of those fucking... Saving UPCs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I never knew that. And the stores never knew what we were talking about. It was extremely frustrating. So I never. People will never know these kinds of problems. Yeah. With collectability. You had to mail in to get that. What? What's the mail? (laughs) Micronauts. Is that the thing that Amazon comes in? Yeah. 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 That thing? Micronauts was a transitional toy for me, too. I was getting. uh, It was back when people actually got too old for toys. And I was getting a little too old to be picking up action figures, but those Micronauts were so fucking cool. I was buying them. They crazy. were. They were. That was some yeah. funky space stuff. There's some really good redos on the Micronauts mm-hmm. now, too. New releases. Yeah. I Is was... it a Croyer or a Croyer? I have no idea. Um, the TV, it always pronounced it a Croyer. Mm-hmm. See, that's there's the separation generationally. I No Micronauts for me. Mm. Not at all. I have no idea what you're talking about, Micronauts. Yeah. Yeah. I only know because I'm a toy guy. They were. Um, oh, I know what they are. They work somewhere between action figures and Legos. Actually, they look yeah. really cool. Yeah, they, they, their 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 vehicles could be taken apart and rebuilt in different configurations, or even mixed. So you could buy two different vehicles and make something else out of that and stuff like but that. A lot of little the, action figures. A lot of they're, the bodies were were. Uh, they were three and three quarter inch before Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were translucent, so they they looked cool. They had many translucent toys before magnetic that. Magnetic ball joints. Right? They had their own. Some of them Marvel comic. comic. Yeah, Baron oh, Karza, okay. the poor man's Darth Vader. Baron. <laughs> Boy. Yes, right? He yeah. was the poor man. I remember <laughs> oh, seeing that figure. I was like, that was who is zooming fucking who? Yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, this and that man, he had they that figure had fists that shot out. They yep. were spring loaded fists. Yeah, it's back when you still have spring loaded fists. Always fucking lost Gone, the right? fists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've got a Baron Carza from my childhood yeah, and yeah. he's one handed because I lost. And I, there, I don't want to know where you lost the fists. I wish there, I had Kirsten. one of those giant uh, three foot Transor Zs. Oh yeah, they oh. came out with Godzilla. Those three foot Godzillas. Yeah. Oh god, those are so fucking. Cool. Baron got- Carza. There was a companion toy that was a horse, and you could pop the horse's head off and put Carza's body on top of it, so he became a centaur. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with Force Commander and Andromeda. Those were the white versions. Neat. That was and had that centaur all yeah. the time. One of the kids in my neighborhood uh, went through divorce. His, he lived with his mom. Pretty young, huh? <laughs> yeah. His, his, he lived Very with his mom. Very young, <laughs> his, his father moved out, but his father constantly bought him toys. Constantly. Whenever there was a new... This is when Star Wars was coming out. Whenever there was a new Star Wars toy, he got it. Figures, vehicles, prop guns, and amongst other things. One of the things he got was the... Clash of the Titans action figures that came out Ooh. at the time. And I loved that. I loved that movie. So I loved the figures. And that was something I later, as an adult, went on eBay and started getting that set up. You got them? I, I, aside from a few I am that I'm missing, yes, I do have them. Especially the Calibus figure that right. I really, really yeah. like. So that one I ended up chasing. Now, here's the thing with that, with that kid. Uh, I think he's now a doctor. But he kept the boxes 
for every single one of those toys. Really? Wow. So he has every single one of the original Star Wars toys with original box. Wow. Wow. In fact, uh, last time I visited him when I was about in college, he had a room that was just the boxes, all the toys in their boxes in just great condition. He also got all the G.I. Joe toys, too. Whoa. Um, yeah. That's in, including the ship. The flag. My buddy, my buddy Rob, he had similar situation, divorce thing, and so got toy, toys, toys. He had two flags. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. I remember him telling Barry, that story. Barry too. tells that story all the time. Two flags. Awesome! <laughs> Doesn't he still have them both? Yeah, he's got them. Yeah. He's got them. He's got them and the boxes with him too. Yeah, yeah. I've got it's crazy. Wow. I've got almost all my mask vehicles with box. Mm. Nice. They're all very except the UPCs are cut out of there to, for us, for, for the, us the mail-in. But they're all. <laughs> but aside from the UPCs being gone, they're in really yeah. good condition. The, the the only sad thing with the Rob story is he literally has thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars worth of toys from his like childhood. Uh huh. In like storage somewhere that oh. he doesn't touch or display, etc. Sometimes with, you don't have the space. That's how it is, man. Uh, it's it's. I don't. I I I think with him, it's not a space thing. I think it's just like <laughs> I have them and I still <laughs> have sell them. Sell it one of these days. Mm. Mm. So I guess that's the toy stories. Yeah. Toy Although stories. Micronauts actually had a great uh, comic book too. Marvel did a great. Especially the first twelve or so. Which what is it? What I is thought it? I said that like a ten yeah, you minutes did. ago. But I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think. Sorry, remember, oh, Bill Golden. Bill Golden was the artist on that. today. Holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bill Golden was the artist on that. I think they're trying uh, to, to uh, that tie that in, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. They're going to bring that in the next GI Joe movie. Uh, really? That's been the rumor, right? Because wow. it can't get now any there, worse. There is one addendum question. Now, some of you have That's answered sure. this. What is the toy you wanted and still have not gotten to this? Oh, there you go. The still have not gotten Fortress Maximus. God ah. damn, I love that giant fucking Transformer, but I just have never bought it. And they did a reissue just a couple of years ago. Like, it's supposed to be, you know. They've done two. They just did another one. They did a Headmaster reissue. It just came out weeks ago. Another Fortress Maximus. But it's not is as that, cool Is as that. that the one from Comic-Con no, this like year? The, no, a different one. It's okay. different. Because yeah. there was a, there was a oh, Comic-Con. I'm sorry. I might, I might be thinking Metroplex. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Metroplex, I know they've done yeah. a couple of times, but... But yeah, they did Fortress Maximus yeah, when I was amazing. at yep. uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but I flew down to San Diego. I'm looking at this giant thing going, I could buy it right now. But I got no place to put that shit. But I don't really have a way to get it home yep. other than to <laughs> ship it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, if I'm going to ship it, I can just go on to you know, Hasbro's yep. website and have it shipped, and then I didn't do it. The toy that I wanted so bad, I missed twice. Oh boy! It was the twelve-inch GI Joe Gemini capsule. Oh, I wanted oh, that, that one is so cool. bad when I was a kid. That's a neat and then toy. they did a commemorative release. Yes, about fifteen twenty years ago. Yeah. About twenty, yeah. I was just too fucking broke to yeah. get it. I yeah. could not do it, and it killed me. I even it was really funny because we used to hit um, a bunch of us would go to the forum shops and we'd hit. Uh, big fancy toy store. FAO Schwartz. FAO Schwartz. Yep. FAO Schwartz mm-hmm. They had it on display. And for like the month or two that we were just going down there, I kept seeing it. And I just like, ah, fuck. I really wanted that so bad. Yeah, that, that one was twice. awesome. Uh, I, I see it every now and then at conventions, and they want way too much for oh, it. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. 
or at least way more than I want to spend on it. I'm, <laughs> I'm back to Legos. There's some giant Lego sets I would love to have. I never had, I never had one of the the ridiculous three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar Lego sets. I, I, one of those would be fun. Yeah, it take a long time to put I together. It's, I, I threw have down. To, I threw down on that Technodrome this year. Did you? Yeah. It's not. No, it's right. not Lego, yeah. but yeah, that's Mega Blocks, right? Mega Blocks, yeah. and then I have. Uh, the, when the, the first wave of Lego Star Wars, I have almost everything. Mm-hmm. The AT-AT, the old Falcon. Doesn't Mattel own Megablocks now? I don't know if it counts. Mm. Um, I don't know. Orig- it was originally a Canadian company, but I think Mattel bought it. Like I it. said, they're going through a restructuring right now. Which I don't is, know I think, who, why uh, they're changing the name. Who has it? Maybe. Mine goes the same lines as long as you, Andy, because that very first Star Destroyer that Lego put out, that massive Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the small one. Yeah, and this small one's nice, but I saw that thing up close yeah. built. My uh, my car insurance guy actually has one in his office that his son built for him. Uh, wow. What's uh, Darren? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I have oh, a heartbreaking wow. so story for about I, uh, Darren with that one. Oh, Jesus, I can only imagine. But oh, I, no. I got to watch him build that yeah. in, in the Cherokee house. Oh, wow. uh, I saw him put that together. It took him... Three months. Had I mean, to. off and Oh, on. I remember seeing that. Yeah, it, it was out uh, out there on a couple parties. Yeah, it was yeah, just it sitting was, out at the it's table. Massive. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge and really cool. But again, it was one of those that I looked at and like, I, I know, no way. I have I have to have a room. You have to have a house to have. You have one to have of those. a room. Yes, a Star Wars room, and I don't have that yet. So no way. Yeah, uh, but amazing. Yeah, yeah. The heartbreaking oh, no. part of that story oh, is. No. Uh, when he started renting that house out, they allowed him to have a little space in one of the closets to keep that. Right. And uh, over time, you know, little bits and pieces kept falling off. Yes. Because his girlfriend wouldn't allow him to have... It was like, because of its size, you know, he has his one room for his collectibles. He w- wasn't allowed to bring that home because he has... It's too big. Well, he's, he's got that full-scale... Uh, Master Replicas Enterprise. So that was that his that's his one big ticket item he's allowed to display. It's and I can't blame I can't blame him. He's like if you had to pick between yeah. the two, you you pick the Master Replicas. But uh, you, you pick the two and get rid of the girlfriend. <laughs> if only Andy, it were that easy. I love you. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, little bits and pieces would fall off, and you know, and he'd go over for you know repairing whatever he'd pick them up and he'd put them in a little bag next to it on the shelf well long story short uh after all of his last tenants moved out (laughs) um, (laughs) he had to have the house remodeled so he could start uh having an agency rented out yes they took the thing out and just destroyed it and put it in uh the big trash bin so they he, threw it away. Yeah, they threw the what? thing. It was oh. it was demolished into millions of pieces and then thrown oh. away. And I don't mean just like disassembled. Yeah, they just like oh. like the blocks were in crushed. some cases yeah. crushed beyond repair. Oh. And and he he saw that and saw them sweeping it up when he went in uh, to see how they were doing with the remodel. And oh he was just like, God. "Okay, Savages. well, that's gone." Yeah, and, I mean, there uh, was yeah. only. Only a four or five hundred dollar Lego set. Yeah, back then. I yeah. know it's <laughs> worth so much money now. I now know it's over a thousand oh, if you yeah. want. Yeah, it was yeah so it's, well, that's, I felt so bad. For Lego him on that is one. the gold investment. It's the gold standard Gosh. of our time. When uh, when the nuke go off, 
That's all it's going to be traded and bartered with. <laughs> You're going to be trading Legos for cheeseburgers and porn? I'm not going to be trading shit for anything. I'm dead the minute the first one hits. <laughs> I'm I see that first that. mushroom cloud. I'm taking a bullet to the dome. <laughs> Check, please. Thank you. you know, Good night. You don't want to come out the heat your walls I ain't your sticking around for shit. What's the, this is the thing, man. I've talked about now it forever. What look at, look, nothing now worth sticking around see what for you did? when it goes to I shit. Know. What are you waiting for? You're going to live in a hole? Seen all that stupid shit online. Look, you can get this luxury silo hole for eight million dollars, and you can live with a fam up to a family of four in this silo hole luxury apartment. There you go. No. <laughs> Why would you do that? You can finally catch up on those back issues. Listen, man. <clears throat> you you damn it, right. I mean, if I guess, I guess you know what? Maybe if it was. Maybe I'd stick around and read till I died. That's okay. it. What, what, I, I what if it were these books and the RPG books? I think I'm in good shape. Some, I got a shitload of board games. Let's put all well, those down there. You got stuff to have fun with yeah. for a little what bit. If but it eventually, were... it's going to be you know the marauding gangs of mutants are going to come mm. and eat your family. What <laughs> if no, were... you pay them off in Legos? Yeah, uh, I guess you're right. <laughs> what if it were a big enough underground luxury shelter that was fully stocked with a lifetime supply of hamburgers and porn? Would that be enough to, to, or would you just be like, know. the world above me is gone? I guess if I had that, though, I'd go there now. Okay. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, yeah, if that's right. an option, I'll just take that option now. <laughs> you know, that's I don't a good need point. the disaster. Go home to your wife, like, sorry, like, hun, I no, found I, a silo I, I totally, full of cheeseburgers and porn. Come with. Next week, what happened to famous Paul? Uh, he's in a silo. <laughs> that's it. He's he found a it. couple million dollars and decided to go live in a silo. He's in his, he's in his cheeseburger and porn silo. <laughs> There's worse ways. To yeah. spend I never dollars. have to leave. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't even want to know what you're jotting down I right like now. Mine with lettuce and tomato. Weekend geek. <laughs> Gross. Fire this favorite, weekend. Your you. favorite song, Paul, from your years on the boat. Yeah. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Oh yeah, fuck that dumb. <laughs> I, that's why I was like surprised you didn't uh, recognize it. No, there. I don't recognize. I don't. I don't recognize he's, that as music. He's gotten used to tuning Andy out. <laughs> no, everybody does eventually. Tuning, not tuning Andy out. Tuning uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett out. So if you want to tell a secret in front of Paul, phrase it in Jimmy Buffett lyrics. <laughs> Week in Geek, AMC True. announced that the network has given the green light to a documentary series from James Cameron chronicling yes. the history of science fiction. Yes. Nice. Titled James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction, the six-hour series comprised of six-hour-long episodes will explore the evolution of the genre from its earliest works through the movie and TV blockbusters of today. Each episode will center around a big question that humanity has faced throughout the history and we'll explore how the genre has dealt with these questions through films, TV, books, video games, and other forms of entertainment, providing a history of the genre at the same time. Cameron and other notables will also debate and discuss the impact of the sci-fi books and movies that influenced them. He said at the AMC event, quote, When I was a kid, I basically read any book with a spaceship on the cover, and I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey many, many times. The movie inspired me to become a filmmaker. I like the special effects, but I really love the ideas and the questions behind them. How will the world end? Will technology destroy us? What does it mean to be human? These are subjects sci-fi has never been afraid to tackle. With this series, we're going back to the origins of sci-fi, following the DNA of these ideas back to the source. 
Without Jules Verne and H.G. Wells, there wouldn't have been a Ray Bradbury or a Robert A. Heinlein. Without them, there wouldn't be Lucas, Spielberg, Ridley Scott, or me. As a filmmaker who specializes in science fiction, I'm interested in exploring the struggles and the triumphs that brought these incredible stories to life and seeing how art imitates life, as well as how science fiction imitates and sometimes informs science. I'm in. How, yeah, I, when, when is it out and how do we see it? Uh, they haven't announced when it's coming out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, just starting. In, yeah, it's just starting. And how do we see it? AMC. AMC, AMC yeah. Uh, when that oh. announcement hit and I read that, I was just super excited. And yeah, it's... I love any documentary about genre yeah. stuff and this seems King Kong. I love well, it. I mean, that, and that's his, that's his, totally his wheelhouse. So, I mean, of course he's going to, you know, hire the right people to do the research and, you know, make it a, you know, entertaining presentation. I mean, that's just what he does. (laughs) In an interview with IGN, producer Lauren Schuler Donner and Noah Hawley, Fargo, uh, new series Legion, that new X-Men series that's coming out pretty soon, will be set within its own world and not tied to the larger X-Men universe. Hmm. Donner said they pretty much gave Hawley the freedom to tell the story he wanted to tell after seeing his resume and the way he turned Fargo into a critical darling on the small screen. Hawley keeps the story focused on David and sounds like they largely avoid his comic-based family connection, namely the fact that he's typically Professor Xavier's son. Here's an excerpt from Donner on the direction, quote, Probably the driving mystery is, yes, who is David, but not in that sense. It's more, is David schizophrenic? Is he crazy? Or does he have powers? That's the mystery. Who is David? We just don't want to get into that Xavier world because that's not what this show is all about, unquote. Hmm. I'm simultaneously less interested and more interested in it now. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm laughing in Does He Have Powers because that reminds me of uh, one of the Thompson Brothers shorts that they did. Oh, Remember? oh, uh, Mind Man, Dumb Luck Man. Yeah. Uh, Mind Man, Dumb Luck Boy. Yeah, it, and it's, it's, it's a guy who thinks he has superpowers because a whole bunch of coincidental things happen, and he like, oh, my God. I can I can move the I can I can manipulate the the matter with my mind and he puts himself up in a superhero costume and he goes out to fight crime and eventually gets his ass kicked and in the ass kicking he realizes that all the things he did where he manipulated the world with his mind were just coincidences fun yeah. it was a, it was a funny little it's about short. A five, five, now the series. five or eight minute film yeah. Yeah. so there you go you've seen Legion you're done <laughs> Now, in addition to Legion, the studio is also putting together an untitled X-Men TV series at Fox from producer Matt Nix, who's behind Burn Notice. Yep. Uh, That project will reportedly focus on a family that goes on the run when they realize their children are mutants, making their way through a universe largely connected to the big screen universe, complete with Sentinels, apparently. So Legion premieres February 8th on FX, and the untitled series is nearing a pilot order at Fox. Huh. I'm interested in that pilot, too. That sounds good. Yeah. China. 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 <laughs> China. China. Has a longtime love affair with giant robots. And a new example. <laughs> Are we talking China? I knew exactly China or Japan. <laughs> I, think, I think Andy and I both went to the same yep. racist place. Yep. <laughs> 
And the new example of that sci-fi affection is in the form of a colossal 81-foot Evangelion statue permanently erected in Shanghai. <laughs> Paul's now permanently erected. <laughs> <laughs> The epic Unit 1 machine was originally created as... <laughs> unit! <laughs> unit! <laughs> was originally created to use as a promotional tool for a Chinese developer... What's that? Hayatu's? Tool. I'm asking you, Paul, because you know. He's not know paying attention. This is a developer. It's a oh, land okay. developer. I don't know that. Oh, is that a land developer? Don't you know your developer yeah, buddies? Yeah. Dude, uh, if it's anything in Shanghai, it's oh, about no, it's something no, being it's, built. No, it's the, it's the mobile game, the Evangelion mobile game. Oh, I don't know the okay. developer of the Evangelion mobile game. Well, it was christened last week in its new home. The Colossus is equipped with the legendary Spear of Longinus. Holy fuck. And what? In its, its impressive measurements, Shut scored a new door. How Guinness big is it again? 81 foot tall. God damn. Unit one. Oh. Measurement scored a new Guinness World Record for the largest Evangelion ever, and it's permanent. Oh, man. Well, yeah, yeah permanent. It is a Guinness World Record for permanent. largest <laughs> Evangelion. Wow, Guinness is, Guinness is really narrowing Dude, down. They got some big ones in Japan. They got full-scale versions of the head and shoulders, as though you're walking by it in the, the hangar, but they don't have the whole body. Mm-hmm. Because how how big would that be if they did full scale? Uh, let me uh, find precisely the answer. To the internet. While you are looking, I'll move on to the next story. Amazon Prime has announced Anime Strike, a new all-anime streaming service. Oh. Service is available for $5 per month on top of an Amazon Prime subscription. It's being positioned as the network's other Amazon channels add-ons like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, etc. It's also the first in-house channel. The service provides a wide range of shows and genres, including romance, adult series, action, etc. The streaming service promises to refresh content on a weekly basis, so there should be always something new to check out. Some of the shows include The Great Passage, Blue Exorcist, Kyoto Saga, Scum's Wish, Tokyo Godfathers, Paprika, and others. The service will also feature shows that are currently airing in Japan with same-day viewing. Normally, it can often be months or years before some anime projects make their way to the U.S. Amazon's VP of Digital Video, Mitchell Paul, said they chose to focus on anime because of the medium has a, quote, strong, passionate audience that is often underserved in the U.S. Yeah, I'm, I'm dumb here. Explain to me how they're using in-house in that way. In-house channel? Yeah. Most of the channels that Amazon has, because they have a slew of channels, but they're all third-party channels. Uh, yeah. HBO, Cinemax, uh, Great Courses has their own channel. There's a few all-only horror channels. But, they're but, not nothing, pro- this, but nothing, no channel that is curated from Amazon. Okay, but they're not producing these. They're just... Right. Okay, I got it now. But Amazon is... This is Amazon's run channel. Yeah, they're, they're curating it. Yeah. It, it, it's tough. I, like, looked around to try to find some... Netflix streaming, Amazon streaming, anime that I want to watch. And I'm not interested in high school kids doing something. Uh, so I'm interested in a lot of Chanbara, the historicals, or historical fantasy ones. And those are virtually impossible to find. So it's I have yet to break out, actually try Crunchyroll or uh, Funimation, I right. believe is the other one. The, the online streaming sites. But it's there's just really there's a whole lot of anime out there and not much I want to see, 
So I don't know if this sure, would help or not. It's just like the manga. My mind was open with manga when I read a manga about raising an autistic child. Hmm. And that's when I was like, oh, this is what Japan manga is truly like. Mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. the stuff that we get over here for the kids or whatever. Yeah. It's for everyone. Yeah. Everyone of every generation reads manga. Con TV had, uh, has an app that had a bunch of anime in it. Uh, and that was uh, curated by Wizard World. Sure, um, but being but, Con TV, but it it's going to be more of that action yeah. fantasy. It's it's high more kids with well, no, but it was missiles out of fingers. The stuff that I saw was <laughs> definitely more like not teenage fair, but more like adult fair, like adults in these situations. Hmm. So, My how God. how do you get Con TV? That's um, another channel available yeah. on Amazon um, Prime. But you got it. Do you have to purchase it, or you is do? It just... It's a monthly fee, and so if what it, yeah. so what's again, you have to be Prime to mm-hmm. do this. But the cost of these channels isn't that much. It's usually five to seven dollars a month. Yeah. So, and the first fourteen days is usually free. So, if you're interested in any of this stuff, even like like the Showtime original series or whatever, get it for a month, binge like a motherfucker, and only pay the seven dollars because you don't have to keep paying it. You don't have to keep. That's yeah. Well, that's one thing. So happens. it's a it's a month to month thing. Cancel any time. Because I was looking at some of the Amazon stuff, and I'm like. Another five, six bucks I, for this. It was, and I was just, I, but I didn't fully under, I didn't fully understand. Sure, the one that know. blew my mind is I love the the great courses. If you're not familiar, there are these DVD sets that you buy that are professors giving full lecture classes right. on a specific subject. They usually cost anywhere from fifty to a few hundred bucks, depending on which. But great courses put out their own channel on the Amazon Prime and the thing is seven bucks a month. Mm-hmm. So is it more professional than say like Lynda.com or because Lynda.com seems pretty solid. I've never explored Lynda.com. So okay. I, I know it exists, but I don't know much about it. Okay. I should, mention, but I have watched uh, some of the great courses stuff. I own some of the DVDs. They are fantastic courses. I should mention con TV is also available. Like is its own standalone yeah. app. Um, I can get watched on your PC. I, uh, I actually got it. Um, because it's like I said, it's it's uh, curated by Wizard World. Um, the last con I went to, they included a I think it's a two year subscription oh. with my admission. Like well, I didn't even know cool. when I when I bought the ticket on their website, I got an email saying that they had uh, given me a free two year subscription. So that's oh. for those that are that have Wizard World cons in their area. I I think they're still running that deal too. If you buy the tickets. And I think through their website, that's so. the channel where you can watch Alan Tudyk's Con Man. That I was oh. the first two seasons. Oh. Right, I'm gonna that. have to go back and look at that because I didn't I didn't see it when I was in there earlier today, but uh, it could still be in there. I think it's Con TV that has that. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure. So yeah, if you haven't explored the Amazon channels, if you have Prime, I highly recommend it. There's something for everybody. There's one all documentaries. There's one that's just. British shows and it's like deep British shows that are playing right now in England. Do you have Doctor Who, for instance? Uh, you know what? I didn't see Doctor Who on there at all. Nah. Most of it, most of it is drama. Like you want British drama shows? Mm. There you go. Mrs. Brown boys. So, did you find out how big an Evangelion is? It's a sticky wicket. <laughs> what? So, in the original Evangelion series, the height of the Ava units was something between forty and ninety-five meters. Okay. That's what's that in American? Pretty wildly variant. 
like 120 120 to to 300 yeah it changed back and forth and caused lots of controversy the rebuild series of movies seemed to be more consistent with the mecha size also there are several shots of the mecha near real life objects so using the rebirth shoots uh, ignoring the outdated source material what is the height of ava 01 let's see here as you've correctly identified, the Avas are inconsistently portrayed, often shifting in size between scenes as the script requires, range between 40 meters when the characters need to run, jump, climb on them, up to a maximum of about 80 to 90 meters when they're moving around Tokyo 3. It's getting, it's getting fast. Gynax did relief... Gynax did release the image below as part of the DVD extras relating to the Rebuild series. As you can see, it has a width no, and I can't. height scale. I can't see. So, I can't see what it's saying, though. Keep reading while he zooms. It's all in Japanese. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Keep reading while he zooms and translates. To do that? Uh, attention must be paid. William Peter Blatty, who became a legend to horror fans after writing the 1971 novel The Exorcist and the script for the 1973 cult classic film, has died. Blatty won an Academy Award for his work on the script. Blatty was 89 years old. Mm. Uh, Though he's best known for The Exorcist, Blatty's contributions to the genre span decades. He directed The Ninth Configuration and Exorcist III, writing both screenplays as well, while also writing the screenplays for Promise Her Anything, Mastermind, The Great Bank Robbery, and several other films. He also wrote several novels outside of The Exorcist, including Legion, The Ninth Configuration, and Crazy. Is that the beginning of the obituaries, or are you stopping yeah, I was there? I'm say, stopping there. No, because okay. uh, I think it's important to mention that Gene Cernan passed away this week, the last man to walk on the moon. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Uh, so there's very few moonwalkers still and, left. And, and his yeah. particularly sad quote, died. too, Jeff, the, the one where he said, I don't want to die being the last man yeah. to walk on the moon. Yeah, oh, wow. that was, you know, oddly foretelling. And wow. <clears throat> You know, all these years later, uh, Dick Goudier passed away too. Who was a really funny guy. Dick, yeah, Dick Goudier, uh, Jaime from uh, yeah. Get Smart, Get Smart. Oh, yeah. okay. Jaime the Romat. He and also- Robin from When Things Were Rotten. Yeah, yeah. The the Robin Hood uh, oh. send and uh, the uh, beatnik um, actor director who played Hitler in uh, the original Producers. Okay, I believe that's him. No. Maybe that's Wallace Shawn. I'm thinking, I'm not Wallace Shawn. Um, <laughs> never Some mind. other guy. Yeah. Oh, Andy. Well, but the first two attention must be paid. Yeah. Yes. And and now to get Paul's attention, some wrestler died too. Uh, yeah, the murderer Jimmy <laughs> Snooker. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you cared too much about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. I, I said that too. I was like, he yeah. got he got exonerated days before he passed away. Right. And I think it's because everybody looked at him and went. Oh, you're about to die. Okay. But he killed a lady. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, I... Fuck Jimmy Snooker. I mean, I liked him as a kid before I knew he was a murderer. He had some amazing bits with some amazing talent then. He was part of that heyday of WWF. Yeah. Blech. And Titan Books will be releasing Alien Covenant 2, the official sequel to Alien Covenant, on September 23rd, following the theatrical release of Ridley Scott's Alien Covenant. <laughs> this 304-page mass-market paperback will be exploring what happens after the events 
of the sci-fi film being released on May 19th. Are you sure this doesn't go in news we don't give a shit about? <laughs> That's just why I'm putting it yeah, here. I'm bring it home, it. Torgo. Uh, the tie-in sequel novelizations will be published in the wake of Alan Dean Foster's primary novelization of the movie called Alien Covenant, the official movie novelization, which lands on May 23rd. According to Titan, this mystery sequel book will also be written by Foster, who also wrote the novelizations of the first three Alien films and the new Star Trek movies, as well as ghostwriting the novelizations of the 1977 Star Wars film for George Lucas. The forthcoming book's title, Alien Covenant 2, the official sequel to the blockbuster film, unquote. My head, my head hurts trying to follow that. I thought it was going to be Electric Boogaloo. So. Mm. Now, but but this, is the, this is the question I have to it. Are you interested in official novel sequels to movies that will never, uh, ne- not ever meant to be made into movies? Not really. Mm, I did not. I don't a, know. Not a, yeah, not that particular one. No, there's, not. There's, I'm saying not that particular one, but like in general. For example, the Star Wars books are mm-hmm. basically that. Yeah, I mean, the extended universe happens in the universe. I guess it just this depends on novel, the property. This novel is the sequel to the movie that's coming up, even though they have another movie in mind for whatever happens afterwards. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, um, no, and in that case, I'm not interested in it. If it's somewhere you, where you've built a world and there's lots of little niches you can fill in and tell other stories, yeah. well, they I kind would of rather have a snake in my butt. <laughs> we can arrange that. Now, they have done this. <laughs> they have well, already done this with this people. universe because the novelizations that have been coming out for the Aliens one, uh, in fact, the, that first Alien novelization, the official one that fits between Alien and Aliens by Tim Lebin, is an amazing read. And that's considered official canon. Hmm. So, and the books they wrote afterwards are in Aliens, and this is the world of Aliens. So this is something they have been doing for a while. But I think this is the first time I've seen one for a movie that hasn't come out yet. Eh. I don't know. Hmm. I'm 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 very lukewarm on the whole tie-in thing. I never got deep into the extended universe. I have a few. I have like I think I read like three or four Star Trek novels, and one of them was really really good. But eh, you know, I did the the short story collection thing that you passed around for uh, Force Awakens. All right. Um, that was Paul's. Pastor, oh, Paul yeah. passed around. Um, you know that was that was interesting. I've never read Aftermath though. Chuck Wendig's, uh So uh, yeah, I don't. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that pretty much. I'm tired of my up. movies requiring books and vice versa. Mm. Fix that shit. Right. I was art confusing. should stand on its own to a certain degree. Yep. Good fucking crap. Unless it's specifically like, hey guys, read this book, then see this movie, then listen to this album. It's a thing. Great. You want to concept it up? Lovely. You want to tell me your movie doesn't answer a lot of questions because it's half half assed and your script is shit? You tell me to go read a book to fill in the fucking holes? Eat a bag of dicks. Yeah, along those lines. Mm-hmm. Bag of dicks. Rogue One, a Star Wars story, was a know? film that came together Bag in many ways dicks. after principal photography was completed. Numerous scenes were deleted. Wait, there was principal photography? Numerous scenes were deleted. Some moments were shot without the intention of even putting them in the film. 
The ending was shifted dramatically during editing and resuits. No shit. Changing the fates of various characters and even adding those final Darth Vader moments. As a result, numerous moments we saw in the trailers or heard about during the promotion of the film didn't show up in the final product. This spring, Marvel Comics will release its six-issue adaptation of Rogue One from writer Jody Hauser and artist Emilio Lazo. Since it's arriving not only after Rogue One's release, but also months after coverage about the filmmaking process, the adaptation has the advantage of access to the film's cutting room floor. Quote, The comics will definitely expand on what was seen in both Rogue One in the film and the novelization. Lucasfilm and Gareth Edwards had a bunch of ideas for extra scenes and character moments that didn't make it into the film. I'm having a lot of fun playing around with those, she said. Adaptation across different forms of media have always been a great opportunity to explore other facets of the story, and we're excited to have new material in the Rogue One comic, unquote. Hmm. The first issue of Marvel's Rogue One arrives in April. You gonna pick it up, Paul? That's exactly what Paul was talking about, and yet I'm kind of interested. <laughs> yeah, Paul you couldn't, you couldn't Paul hear that shoulder shrug. <laughs> For me, a lot of it'll de- lit- for comics. A lot of it literally depends on the art. Mm. If I can't yeah. get into the art, I can't get into the comic. Oh, Barry's like that too. Like to the extreme, he's like if if even if he's like heard a lot about the story, if he opens it up and sees artwork that he is not happy with, he's like, nope, yeah. I don't care how much I wanted to read this, I can't read it. Yeah. Mm. All right, one more story. Lionsgate has signed a three-film deal with. The Onion. <laughs> and what's the first venture into movies for the satirical brand? Onion Studios will work with Serious Business. That's the name of a studio. Which produces <laughs> at Thank midnight you. for Comedy Central. Right. To develop the movies through 2018. Hmm. The announcement did not include any details about what the project will emerge. Uh, the Onion shuttered its print edition in 2013. Quote, We've plotted our takeover of the film industry for some time, Onion Studios VP Kyle Ryan said. With the help of serious business and Lionsgate, we'll make room on our awful our award shelf for some Oscars. To the basement you go, Pulitzers, unquote. A little <laughs> bit of a, a little Freudian slip there. Little, right? yeah. <laughs> there better be a film called Local Man. Oh, uh, speaking of Lionsgate, uh, it's the con man, the Alan Tudyk series is on comic-con hq which is which another is, channel is available it, yes. on amazon prime it's oh, wow. uh, okay. comic-con hq is a co-producer uh co-production between lionsgate and comic-con producer uh, for the san diego comic-con wow that's their that's their own channel well it just it I, I looked it up because it didn't it wasn't striking my brain just quite right so yeah yeah no, yeah me. con tv is its yeah. own thing comic-con hq is another one so yeah that's are all but they all have their own either original or curated programming that's not available anywhere else here in the u.s so and if you want to see the wizard world panels or the otherwise the comic-con yeah. panels, comic-con panels that's yeah. where you can see them all pretty yeah much Paul, you're going to have so much content to watch in the cheeseburger dome. <laughs> Bullet in the dome. <laughs> Checking out. What's your bull in the dome? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. Keep it in your butt. <laughs> 80s, Jeff. Dishonest love. Wow. <laughs> really Fact got, check the ending. already got your craw. It did. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. You're sitting there just doing it. You're doing in there. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just, no. you know, yeah. nothing dishonest about...
You know, I mean, we've said this before. A lot of the criticisms I totally agree with in mm -hmm. terms of the, the point by point. It's, you know, the overall conclusion drawn that I'm like, I don't quite agree with. And so when I when I hear stuff like, well, we can be honest and still love it, it's like, so am I being dishonest? Am I stupid? I'm one of the stupid neckbeards who just love anything because I just love it. So that stuff, that stuff begins to rub me a little raw. I get that. I never I never saw that. It interpretation of it, I guess. It didn't mm -hmm. sound to me as accusatory yeah. towards you. It, it's, in it fact, just... I, I, the way I read it, the way I saw it, and maybe I'm wrong, is that he was kind of saying that you're, you can honestly enjoy it and still see its flaws. More agreeing with what you're saying. Well, yeah, but he was agreeing with Paul, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> because, you know because, but I'm saying like a real fan, like a real friend, will be honest enough to tell you when you need an intervention yeah no. <laughs> straight up tell you movie you, you fucked go. up there it is you fucked up movie no. you ain't right and you i can't right. wait to buy it on blu-ray so what <laughs> in a metal box i will never yeah. i will never purchase that film i will never watch it again it, paul's, it paul's so your side your point is solid either way you, you can, yeah. <laughs> there, I don't there, think I don't think anybody's attacking you in that way. There, yeah. like, no, I, mean, I, might, I, I didn't. No, I know what you no, mean. no, no. I did not feel like he was saying Commander K is this way. Right. I'm hearing a lot of people make grand statements, and especially they're going in the direction of you know a bunch of you, you know people. If you are don't agree stupid. with me, you're dumb. Well, yeah, kind of, sort of, you know. It's like, well, this is just stupid entertainment for the stupid masses, and the stupid masses love it. You know, that's what I I'm st I hear more. It's like like when Plinkett was saying, you know, du mm, uh, dust the cake out of... You had a bunch of Star Wars cake, and the Star Wars cake is sticking in your neck beard. Right? It was mm. just sort of like, oh, come on, please. You know, sometimes it gets to be funny. Like when when they did The Force Awakens... Uh, trailer reaction thing. Sure. And he went fucking ape shit. <laughs> so good. And he just uh, he's like he's like fucking I his Star, Star Wars. Wars toy. That was I fucking love Star Wars. that was fucking hilarious. But you know it's it. But that's you, parody. We're running into the realm of you know what a bunch of fucking stupid neckbeards. You know this is a franchise for the stupid neckbeards. I, I mean I think that it's just hyperbole for hy for you know making a point's sake. Uh, I don't. I don't think that that sentiment is as accurate as you take it. Um, but at the same time, we're, you know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but dancing around in this post-truth world, sometimes you got to hold up a candle and just say what you feel honest in your heart. And even if a lot of people don't see it, <laughs> not to say they can't enjoy it, not to say they can't enjoy it. Enjoy what you like. Different tech of Star Wars. Different however, Star Wars. However, enjoy what you like. However, I don't fucking know what you do when there's a piece of art that is so objectionable. I, don't know, I haven't come across anything like this in my lifetime, this fucking film. In your lifetime? It's so dear to my heart. <laughs> It's, it's so pretty dude, extreme. I, dude, how much money is this thing made? A lot. That's what I'm saying. And, but a lot of people also enjoyed it. 
which See, blows my fucking one, mind. One of the things, one of the things that one somebody commented on the lair. I agree with Paul, not completely, but when I saw this movie, there are no characters you can like. There are no. There's there are plenty of stories. There are plenty of plot holes that you see and are stupid. There, and it's all of this you, 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 and it's like, stop that. There were no characters. The person who's talking didn't like, but quit telling me. Right. There were no characters I didn't like. Quit mm-hmm. telling me that there were parts about it I couldn't understand. I mean, there are people who love the Fast and Furious films. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Unabashedly. Right. So what the fuck? Fast and Furious Seven billion dollars, right? Mm. The giant bomb guys love what? the Fast and Furious. You're, you're the very person that defended yeah. art in its concept as saying that you know if you like what you like, that's fine, let it be. But then you go and attack this film, you know, this basically film's a piece of shit. But but but, but you can like what you like. Yes, sure. But, but it, it just it blows seems my mind. Like, but it I seems also like you're attacking that it's a people. Piece of shit movie. No, yeah. No. It seems like you're attacking people for liking this I'm film because you think film. it's a terrible film. I'm attack anybody. I, I do. I I do find your opinions disturbing. <laughs> that's, you, that's, that's what I'm saying. It feels yeah, like I, that. I, I can't fathom. Paul? I can't fathom what you see. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, just, I don't get it at all because it's so terrible. Uh, but you know, but that, but, uh, but people love garbage. So what are you gonna do? Different take on the Star Wars movie. Yeah. That's what it is. It's not a Star Wars movie. Oh, it so is. It's garbage. It's movie. official. It's it's a. It's <laughs> There's a, nothing you can do to take it's that back. It's canon. Ugh, it's a piece of shit. Uh, they're gonna just you know destroy it. That's fine. Whatever. Burn burn everything. Nope. <laughs> no, I will champion down. the Blu-ray. <laughs> I will make copies bootleg. Oh no, I mean they're gonna destroy that. They're, they're just slow. They're eroding the franchise. They're turning it into something else. So it's fine. They're turning it into what. You know. I will admit that they're going to have way too many Star Wars movies because no, they're, they're already like have 12, way too many 13 Star Wars or something movies. every single year going yeah. oh, forward. Yeah. It, I it think will. Disney's just doing the truck money. Like, turn out the money, boys. We got the license. And it will. As it so will outlive us. That That is their plan. It, it, will, it is a well, franchise that will outlive yeah. us. Well, once they lose the copyright to Mickey Mouse, ah, know, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait for that when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they'll find a way around it. Yeah, they will. Yes, they will. We aren't going to be around that long. No, that's right. End of the year. By the end of the year. Kaboom. Yeah. See, you don't have to worry about the Star Wars movies. Boom goes You're dynamite. I'm not worried about it. It's just shit. <laughs> Disappointing as shit. I hope you do not put a bullet to the dome and you just find your way to a silo and you're like, oh, they're just letting us in. And you go in there and all they have is Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just wouldn't watch it. It's so bad. You're a cruel man. So bad. A Says cruel the man that man. still puts yeah. Revenge of the Sith on for freaking background noise. <laughs> you do? I haven't for a long time. Oh, okay. I used to I used to put it on for when I'm cleaning, but I haven't done that forever, so no. The cleaning it's or like the, yeah, have it on either. in the background? You moved on to Rambo. You're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just watching MST3K now. Pretty much all MST3K. Wait, wait. Okay. I can get behind that behavior. Verse it. Mm. Rogue One. Okay. Yeah. Pacific Rim. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that, that, there better be a gun next to that, right? They're both. They're both like, oh. If I you had to choose. See, like they, well, the thing is, the problem with both of those for me. No, 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 no. So don't go into it. Again, if you had to choose. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you on a personal level just no. why I'm passionate about these things and why they affect me like they do. But it's one. It's because both of those films were based on a franchise that Your I fault. cared a lot about. All right, I got Speci- that. Pacific Rim was supposed to be the Evangelion film. It is right. the remnants, the shattered, fucked remnants of what could have been an Evangelion live action movie. 
and you can see glimmers of greatness there, and it is so soul crushingly terrible. I thought he was going to start singing Tiffany there for a second. And then could have been so beautiful. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Rogue One, same thing. <laughs> Flashes of possibility all over the place, and just nothing. There really weren't that many flashes from Rogue One. <laughs> there's there's K2SO. That's what Rogue One is to me. Baze? Hmm? Isn't uh, it, really? <laughs> you're, you're, now you're just baiting him. Now you're just poking the bear. All right, I'm done. I'm going to I'm I'm get you a fresh pepper for the show. Yeah. He <laughs> <is> a, <laughs> you know, a bil- it's making a billion fucking dollars. It's made so much money for them. They didn't put that much money into it. They hedged their bets on that fucking thing. And the eleventh sure, hour, it was a experiment, right? And the eleventh hour cut the shit out of it. New directors, all kind of weird shit. Very experimental, very sure. weird. And but I think that's what you're going to see with these solitary films going forward. I can agree. I'm sure. I, I think you're going to see that with the main franchise, the Skywalker parts. Yeah, because you know they don't trust anybody. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah, the, right, the yeah. cutting of the of the films, trusting a single director. Oh, I don't. I think you know they see all the money they made without, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you're you're stuck. You're, wherever you go, you're going to be stuck. You had the prequels where there was no outside right. interference, right? Because it was. You want to talk about the ulti- ultimate independent yep. movie, and here you have the ultimate outside interference with total mm-hmm. studio bring down the iron fist and the iron Good glove. Good art is just really fucking difficult to do. Yes, it is. And almost impossible to replicate. Well, and, and, and I don't it, put it on up that there scale. amongst the, the grandest right, science right, fiction right. we've had. Right, But I thought it was a pretty darn good movie. Okay. There you go. Nice. There's some craftsmanship behind it. Mm-hmm. Can't deny that. Just when it came to script, story, and character, gone. And I agree with some of what you say about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's all good. I just didn't take it as the and after you just said the raping that. of my childhood. I didn't. I don't feel rape of childhood. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just feel personal affront to time spent in a theater. Oh, and, I, and after you just said that, like characterization, uh, all that story and everything, you don't like Babylon Five? What's You're, the matter with you? Well, I what? I haven't had time to watch Babylon Five. Okay. <laughs> I tried to watch it and they took it off Netflix. I was gonna right. say that's pretty much all character development. Yeah, I've heard it's quite good. Sh- you and I love Straczynski. So five sto- five seasons of one yeah. story intertwined. Yeah. And you have to watch each. Episode I haven't had a chance to watch Babylon yeah. Five. Now watch that's awful because. Ev- a single episode should stand on its own. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is one long episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have. I that know, is the one critique Andy, I have heard you. about it. You try to thank jump you in at any time for that. Like, what? That's schooling. Like I appreciate that. the Babylon 5 101. Yeah. Where we're, I think we're heading, when you were talking about the books, mm. I think we're heading to a total media crossover. Yeah, I agree. Where where they're just it's you if know that's the you gotta watch from TV, the jump, you gotta watch movie. If that's the intention from the jump, I'm a little more on board. It's but, kind of what the uh Dark Tower series is, right? T V and movie? Well yeah. sorta. Yeah. But I mean just the whole even more like what you're saying. Well, it's with, like people mm-hmm. screaming about a movie should stay I should get a whole story in, in one movie. It's like guys, you know what? We binge watch uh hours of T V series and we have to wait X amount of time for a new se- season of television. You're going to get the same thing with movies. They're going to start making four and five hour movies and just release them. 
as one and a half to two hour movies at a time. I just started reading Save the Cat as well. Ah, uh, yes. About a third of the way through that book, and it just hammers home everything. Boy, you must be. You, you, you see it in everything. Boy, you're going to be a. You're you're going to be even more bitter when oh, you're yeah. done with that book. I'm already there, I'm already yeah. so <laughs> so jaded. I'm afraid to read it for that very reason. It's won't jading. Do anything anymore? It's jading, but it's also. I mean, it, it wears it on its sleeve. It's like, hey, you want to make some money writing movies? This is what you do. Yeah, right, right. Doesn't it doesn't fuck around? Mm. It's not going for the you know, art house jewel. But he also, it's good. It's a very that's an excellent book. It's an excellent book. Well, it breaks down the 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 popular Hollywood formula. It does that, but it also it also, you know, talks of the lightning in the bottle stuff that the intangible. There's 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 that too. It's 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 fascinating. Mm. Already, already very fascinating. That's a good book. Highly recommend it. I am, yeah. I am going to finish that. I'm working on some other projects. It's good. All right. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Paul Mattingly's Fuck the Cat. <laughs> well, that's that's it. the thing. He's got that. He's got all the different ways you can take stuff. And that, that's what I love about him is, is it, it reads a lot like improv when he's talking about it. He's like, here's all the rules. Enjoy them. Break them. Yeah. Learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah, you know that's what it's that's what it really comes down to. He he he. Here are here are the answers that worked for me. Good luck. Hmm. That's that's the that's the best kind of instruction. The best kind of instruction that I don't know everything. I can't. <laughs> All right. That's just a good instruction in life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you just have, don't. Do you have a last dick joke here, so we can get out of this. No. <laughs> that's what she said. Boom! Oh, oh, boy, it all comes it back around. You brought it around. It all comes back That's around. That's a trained comedy right there. That's right. <laughs>